are listening to The Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is The Chompcast. And you can head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp if you'd like to support us financially. Uh, either way, we're thankful you're taking time to check out the show. Uh, awesome show today. And in honor of our special guest that I'll be introducing here in just a little bit, we are traveling down to the slums this week to face the grim reality where video games and real life intersect for the topic of the show, which is how gaming has inspired us to make changes in our own lifestyle. In real life? Um, so we're going to stop by the shop to purchase a variety uh, of amazing poll topics this week. Uh, deals on various polls that were voted on by you at the at Swordchomp Instagram page, um, including gamer music, uh, gaming music being underrated, pandering nostalgia of Octopath Traveler, Hotline Miami, and why not enough people have played it, uh, and how difficult it is to part with our gaming collections. Uh, and I, Morgan, will finally say something critical about No Man's Sky to end the show, so you don't want to miss that. It may never happen again. Um, all that and more on this week's Chomp cast. It's going to be fun, but let's get to our special guest. Um, she is a close friend of ours. She designed the, that giant 3D wall art of the Sword Chomp logo you see in all, all over our Instagram page. Uh, she's an artist, retro game enthusiast, growing Instagram personality, and most importantly, she's just excited to be here to finally meet the Filipino Johnny Depp in person. Leslie Morales joins us, a.k.a. Sector 7 Item Shop. How you doing, Leslie? Hello. <laughs> it's, it's too long. I, I wanted to give you a good intro. It just got it got crazy. So Should that's have been a lot, longer. Long, oh, well, that's what you yeah. said. That's what you yeah, said. Oh! Yeah, right off the bat. Mm, thank you, guys. That's it. No more for the show. Mm, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to be looking for those all. That's your one. Your quota what? has been filled. Oh, well, ooh, that's that. that that's mm, I'm trying not to. Uh, well, I mean, this is this is your first of all, Leslie. I mean, we've been friends for a long time. I remember back when you know you just had a couple hundred followers, and I I think I followed you somewhere because I was like, oh, this is a this lady does some really cool Final Fantasy art, and um, we became good friends or what have you. And you're kind of you're you know doing a lot of cool stuff, taking off a little bit, and uh, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun thing. A passion, some might say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which uh, actually inspired our, our topic of the show that we're going to get to in a little bit. And Leslie actually has a surprise for us um, as, as a nice segue to uh, the first member of our crew as they get to some introductions here, Fish, a.k.a. the Filipino Johnny Depp. I've already teased. Uh, Leslie, being excited to be here, she she may, she has this for you, Fish, in her home. We we we'll let her turn her webcam live so you guys can see this. Ooh. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! Is that is that a picture of me? In framed. A, that would be a framed. <laughs> wow, Leslie! Huh. I didn't know you were a fan. That's Just awesome. a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> I don't what know that, 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 I that, that. What did I say, Morgan? I like. Yeah. What did I, I don't even remember what I said. What did I say? You can, I can pull it up, but you said it better than pull I Pull it up. Can. Okay, I'll pull it up. Go ahead, Fish. Continue your thought. You're about to say something. 
Well, it's displayed so prominently, and it's right next to uh, a childhood favorite game of mine, the Mega Man helmet. Very very appropriate. Look at that. You made his little dream come true. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) The closest association with Mega Man. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Though it is a little weird that my pictures is somebody else's house that I don't necessarily know. (laughs) A little creepy. (laughs) <laughs> no it's not creepy at all um it's it's an honor uh so what you should, you're just not used you to said, the fame yet so yeah you said um i'm, I'm just being humble <laughs> it, nothing crazy she just said i like my men slightly darker uh but you know mexican brown obviously being your husband but filipino white will do so tan about the same i'll take your word for that um well that's cool we finally brought you two together (laughs) so you guys you know try to keep the sparks down during the podcast please um get some podcasting Mm -hmm. to do oh no this is x-rated now (laughs) (laughs) uh that's what i was that was one of my things i put in here i was gonna ask leslie about uh something i could buy in her shop later the oh the dark side of the Sector 7 item shop. Um, That's on the slum side. Yes, the slum side. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know uh, what they're hmm. Go ahead, Fish. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the slum side's a good side, right? <laughs> sure. The sure. slum side okay. is the best good. side. It's the, good. It's good. the best side. Um, the best glad you... Glad you're here with us, Fish. I, if I'm going to get a good picture of that, I'll put it up. It's go, I'm going to put that on the uh, VIP Instagram page. <laughs> so people, if you, if you want to sign up for our Patreon uh, VIP page, there's no better time to do it because our $5 tier is going to have uh, this picture that we've been joking about on there. So it's pretty great, among other things that you can find on there. Uh, Patreon.com slash You should do it. Um Thanks for being here, Fish and Leslie. Of course, we'll do. That was a combined intro. Uh, Shay Layton is here from Japan. The professor. I see him leaning over because he just knew it was it was time um, for me to introduce him. Uh, just go. Just go on vacation, right? You just got onto vacation from uh, teaching. So I did. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. Um, I decided to kick it off last night after my second job with a. Uh, playing some fallout 4 until the wee hours of the morning so it was good very very good and i actually i had this story i wanted to tell you guys um that happened earlier this week so i started going to this gymnastics gym here actually um and it was my third time the other day i I think it's like tuesday or something like that and um like they had a ton of really cool things to do there and i was about to do um i don't know if you guys remember like those elementary school ropes that would hang from the ceiling that you kind of climb to like yeah. get that arm workout or whatever yeah and um i was about to do one of those um because my arms are not that sh- strong and I, I, I turn around to like put some eh. <laughs> <laughs> i turn around to put some chalk some chalk on my hands and because i don't want to chafe my hands you know um, i turn no. back around because the rope's like right behind me and yeah. there's this there's this other guy getting ready to grab the rope and i was like what the hell i was like clearly i was about to use it i was really i was really pissed off so i I, like you know i was like you know what this isn't gonna happen so i was like excuse me sir 
And he's Japanese, so he probably doesn't understand what I'm saying. But I was like, excuse me, sir. He looks right at me, and I said, not today. Wow. <laughs> it's like you're an action movie star. Huh. <laughs> not today. And the so next thing he remembers, <laughs> he was in the hospital waking up, and a really nice lady was asking him how he felt. You're not, you guys aren't getting the joke. I said, not Oh, was that a joke? That went that went over all of us. Wow, yeah, it's a pun. Yeah, thank you, Leslie. That went over. That even went over Josh. That's how. That's how good it was. Was it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. I feel like. I feel like not and not is the original pun. Like it's not even a pun anymore. It's been punned so much. Mm. Well. You didn't get it, so it's still a joke. <laughs> he still sli- <laughs> he still slipped it by you. Oh, well, sure. that's uh, that's cool. Um, that 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 didn't happen. I just want that that no. whole setup was for that shitty All joke. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wait, so you planned an elaborate joke behind an elaborate fake story? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Did you like write it down and everything? You were see like, that I I appreciate or... that more than the joke itself. Yeah, that's <laughs> that none of that happened. I was, but you had you to set it up anyway. Like, I was, I was sitting there playing. Uh, so I was playing Fortnite with Erica yesterday, and I was like, I was thinking about it as we're running around, and I wrote that joke in my head as we're sitting there playing <laughs> Fortnite. I was like, this is such an elaborate ass joke. I'm just gonna go with it. So, well, you know, we applaud your dedication to Thank the you. joke. It's all you can do, really. Yeah. Thank you. So, now we can believe- talk about games. No, I'm upset. I'm upset. Well. well Filipino Johnny Depp is not happy. I thought you were going to the gym. Or to, what was it? Yeah, the gym? Yeah. Gymnastics gym. So you're upset that he wasn't going to the gym to get... Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Shay. Yeah, he's getting fit. He told me about that. Instead, he just made up a lie. Yeah, you got got up Fish's hopes. He he really wanted to see those results. He he really did. Fish. I mean, I'll be going to the gym later, like the actual gym in my apartment, but oh, okay. no, but no, not, not a gymnasium. Not, 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 not sorry, not gymnasium, now. not a gymnastics place. Sorry. I'm surprised, I'm surprised Fish is doing the show with his shirt on still, so we can't, can't see a six pack at this point. Mm. Coming you to know, gyms now. like after so after many, show. after so many episodes of him just sculpting and showing off his guns on the camera, I, he, he realizes that he's got to leave the imagination wanting a little bit. It's true. And plus it's disrespectful when you have a lady on the podcast, you can't be acting all gross. Like fish normally mm-hmm. does. That's usually when he's doing That's it. That's true. He's like pulling up his pant legs, showing his nice quads and thighs. And my Morgan, head. Morgan, you're always on the show. That's true. Yeah, that's that's what I do, though. You know, that's 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 the way we are. We're bringing you into our depraved world today, Shelby. Or Shelby. God, I love Shelby. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Ooh. Ooh. Huh. Both have red hair. Mm. No, actually, no. My uh, fiance is huh. on here now. So sorry. I've been I've been I've been arguing with my my uh, fiance today a lot. <laughs> like, that's right, Shelby. Um. But yeah, that's uh, that's cool, Shay. I I still think it's dedication right there, despite what Fish tries to tell you. Um, Josh, we are happy you are here as well, my friend. I haven't heard a lot from you this week. You have been kind of uh, 
kind of in the shadows. We got like one picture of you, you know, watching some Sea Lab, which was random because we were talking about this old band song me and Shay wrote called Aquatic Erotic, and you sent us this random uh, picture of yourself watching Sea Lab, which I I totally forgot about that show until you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Well, I happened to be watching it when you started bringing that all up, so I just thought it was interesting enough to send a picture back. But uh, was that from the like? Is that the Adult Swim days? That's like is the that original you... run of Adult Swim. Was Sea Lab twenty twenty one? Which, yeah, yeah, such an interesting concept. Like that first wave of shows was all over the place, and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, that one was that, just that they just they reused sort of yeah. they reused the thirty five seconds of footage from an entire cartoon. Yeah. What were they taking from? It was one of those Hanna Barbera. It was it was from C Lab twenty twenty, which was like a it was like an educational. Oh yeah, cartoon. yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. But and yeah, they, just made, they just made all the characters crazy, and <laughs> just reused a little bit of animation they had. Yeah, that show was very fucking wonky. I can't yeah. ever really get into it, but like the few episodes that I did watch, it's just like it's all over the place and. Like, yeah, those characters just seem fucking insane. Yeah, well, it, they, yeah, it was... I, I've always really liked the show, but it's 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 out there. Like, the whole premise of just reusing all that animation from another show was already strange enough, and then they decided to, mm-hmm. whole, the, to do the whole... Uh, oh, I'm completely blanking on the name now. Completely blanking on the name. That's another, great, it was yeah. another, another cartoon <laughs> from... Uh, um, from MTV, the one where the main character dies every episode, and I'm completely blanking on the name. Uh, Com- South Park? No, no, like <laughs> the original. That was, like Kenny. Old, that was an MTV, old, but I remember Kenny died every, old, every show. Um, cartoon. It was. It, you better, you better dig it out. Anyway, Josh, we, yeah, I'll have to go find it. Huh? Um, floundering. It was an anime. It was. It was. And anyway, died every episode. Okay. But I'm completely, we'll completely blanking. I know they made it into a movie recently, but anyway, so they did that. They kind of spoofed that on there as well because at the end of every episode of C Lab Twenty Twenty One, the base blows up, just every time. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, I gotcha. Was that was Tom? Was the mayor? I don't know. Was that Tom goes for mayor on that first run too? Ah, uh, no, that was a ways. That was a few seasons <sighs> that was later. A weird time. The good old days of Adult Swim and Aqua Young Force. Well, Josh, um, glad to have you here this week, as usual. Catching us up on our adult swim history. Um, now he's going to go Google that because it's going to drive him crazy. I, of course, am Morgan Barnes here from Montana. Um, and, you know, this one of the poll questions I did this week was about, like, s- selling. Oh, Aeon Flux. Aeon okay, Flux, so yeah. All right. We found it's completely it. blanking um, on the name. Well, yeah. Don't remember that one either. Um, one of the things I, w- I did a poll question about this week, which, by the way, if you vote every Tuesday at Sorch on my Instagram, you can vote. We talk about the polls on the show. So anyways, I've been selling a bunch of my uh, older stuff, and I was just wondering how difficult that was. So that's something I posed to the community. I said, uh, you know, I have trouble parting or selling my older games. It's tough to let them go. Um, and people said, yes, 80% of people have trouble getting rid of their games. Like, for me, it's becoming a lot easier. I hold on to, like, three or four of my favorites, but I... I've been able to let stuff go, and and it's been kind of freeing. Clearing up a lot of space, a lot of stuff that I hadn't touched in like ten years anyway. So, about you guys, like you guys have trouble like getting rid of your old stuff, even if you haven't played it in a long time, or eh, some of it. I'm kind of like kind of with you there on the whole. If it's something I really love, I'll just keep it around anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh, I don't know, not not as much overall. Like I, it's been a whole lot easier for me lately, just because I've kind of been much more into just buying digitally. Like if it's something yeah. that I want, yeah. And so, so it's, getting it's getting, rid of, getting rid of the physical collection, yeah, it's a whole lot easier now, especially after a big move. At this point, just mm-hmm. tired of stuff. Uh, I'm the opposite. I like to keep my shit. I just yeah. I'll let I'll let. Yeah, I I I don't see the reasoning in like selling it because you're gonna get like the lowest value of it pretty much unless you get lucky and find like somebody who really wants it but um for the most part the way i see it is like i spent 60 bucks on this back in like 2012 and now it only i can only sell it for like five bucks to like a pawn shop or less so like to me it's just better off sitting there so i can look back on it it's better off sitting there. I love. I want. I love that. Like that statement. It's better off just sitting there, so I can mm-hmm. stare at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have it in a collection case, and you know, just mm-hmm. sitting there. Yeah. yeah. It's like I'm kind of there with fish, to be honest with you. Um, it's something that, like, for me, it's always been that in my life. You know, I'm I'm the type of person who keeps stuff because if I need it that one time during the year then it's worth me keeping so like i i have a bunch of old ps1 games and sega genesis games packed up in boxes back at my uh, parents house because obviously i'm in japan right now and it's because those are some of the games that i've collected over the years and some of my favorite games and granted in this day and age i can probably just go emulate these games and play them if i really want to but Mm-hmm. At the same yeah, time, yeah. it's, I don't, it, there's something about it, I mean, part of it's nostalgia, you know, taking it out of the box and having the container and just opening it and being like, oh man, I remember when I was four years old and I pulled this out for the first time, but at the same time, you know, what if computers crash and then I just need that fix, you know, <laughs> and that's just the, like kind of the, <laughs> my personality, unfortunately, and it's it's a struggle because I, uh, because I've I've traveled around so much that I I I have this kind of like dualistic thing pulling with me of you know minimize what I have because I should at any given moment be ready to you know pack up my shit and leave and not have a excessive amount of stuff but at the same time be able to have enough stuff that if I need need something I don't have to go out and buy it you know, like whether it's clothes, whether it's dishes, whether it's video games, whatever it is. And that's just, it's always, it's always been a struggle for me. You know, like I've gone through these phases where I've sold a bunch of games. Like I remember I had uh, the Parasite Eve game for the PS1 mm-hmm. and um, I sold that. And then I immediately, I regretted it like six months later. I was like, why the hell did I just sell this game? You know? And it was like well, for pennies on the dollar. So it's it's stuff like that. Like yeah. it's difficult. Um, sometimes, you know, you, you, you want to have that mentality of not having a ton of stuff, but then you do it and then you're like, well, I actually really like this. And why did I get rid of it? Interesting. Yeah. I, it's, it's a disease. You'll, you'll conquer it one day. Hopefully. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, it's, it's hard. I, I think that's something that helps is 
No, I'm serious. Like, I think one thing that helps is like if you sell it to people. Like, I've been selling a lot of my stuff on like a local yard sale. So like the guy that came and bought like half my PlayStation collection for like almost a hundred dollars, like he's gonna put good. He's gonna enjoy those games. You know what I mean? He's gonna get a lot of good use out of them. And that money was a huge help toward me getting my Xbox One X, which I will use for years on the show probably. And I haven't touched those games in years. They were just like. <gasps> It's Chrono Cross. I see it there, and I'm never going to touch it again. And if I did want to play it, I'd probably record the footage, which means I'd probably download it on an emulator anyway, like you're saying. So, I don't know. It gets... For me, like, selling it to a pawn shop isn't quite as satisfying, but, like, like finding a good home for it can make all the difference. And once it's gone, I haven't really been regretting it. No, that's fair. I mean, like, some people are of the mentality that basically not going back to old games because... Like, some people le- legitimately enjoy going back to those games because they actually love the games, and some people go back for the nostalgia aspect yeah. to it, like, you know, to scratch that itch. And yeah, for those people, the, em- the emulator is good. The emulator or, you know, finding it on, like, an updated system, like if they have it on PS Now or something like that, that scratches that itch. But, you know, there, you know the- those other people who actually, you know, they they feel like they gain something by having those hard copies, whether it's because they legitimately enjoy those games outside of the nostalgia, or they just, they love walking into a room and physically seeing all these games from their childhood. You know, it's like, it's like a, in a way, a, a a museum or a, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Just basically like an exhibit in the museum, like to walk in and see all those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a museum of your life in a way, like your gaming life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or an era, and and you know, a yeah. certain era in your lifetime, or a certain era in gaming that you respected and you heralded. Yeah, and what what I was just saying, and what Josh was kind of alluding to, is that I think as you get older, you'll trim that down to where now I have two PlayStation One games. I have Tomb Raider Two and Final Fantasy Eight, and that those are, it's not the only two games I like on PlayStation by any means, but those are the two that mean the most to me, so I kept them. You know. Like, it doesn't mean I don't love the other ones. They just, you, you trim down your museum, I guess. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know if I told you the story, Leslie. I went, sometimes nostalgia can be kind of gross. I went and I picked up a Sega Genesis last year. So when I was really into Sonic and uh, like the nostalgia hit me so hard. I was like eight years old again. I felt, I got like sick to my stomach. I was like, oh my God, oh, uh, uh, are girls ever going to like me? Like, uh, I'm living back in my old house in Florida. Um, like I, like it was like it was too much, and like it freaked me out. So sometimes nostalgia can be a lot. It really, I'm serious. Like I had to get, I had to sell yeah. it again. I went out no, and no, bought I, it. I, I, to... I get that. Like every now and then, I'll be playing a game from when I was a kid, and I'll be able to hear the music, like the top forty crap that was on the radio yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, like <laughs> it's, I, I, it's really strange that for some reason, you know. <laughs> these old bands back. aren't also playing at the same time i'm going back to play this old game <laughs> yeah yeah i re- i remember my dad used to uh he used to play the sega genesis a lot when we i think i was like six years old six and seven and uh we lived on military base uh in montana because uh, he was in the military during the time and he he was playing this one game called might and magic um, two. It was on the Sega Genesis, hardest game I've ever played in my life. Never beaten it. Never have a chance of beating it. <laughs> and I remember he would play that, and he would listen to Alanis Morissette's "Jagged Little Pill" and um, 
Matchbox 20, when that, that really, I yeah, can't, I'm spacing the name of that really famous album, yeah. So whenever I hear that, yeah, when I hear that album, I think of both that game and I think of Monster Rancher, because I used to listen uh-huh. to that album a lot yeah, when I played Monster yeah. Rancher, <laughs> you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I hear anything from either mm-hmm. of those albums, and I'm like, like, you, you get that, like, Freaks like you it's out a movie a where you, you yeah. like, just, ho- like, honing, you look in the, somewhere in the distance, and then your mind just goes there. And you're thinking about like all those times. You're watching you're, yourself. <laughs> yeah, watching myself or watching my you're father. Watching you know, just an out of body experience. Yeah, it's kind of freaky though. In, in a way, I kind of don't know if I like. I still hear this is this kiss when I play Tomb Raider on PC from Faith Hill. This kiss. My sister still. <laughs> she still. That is awful. Oh, it's that terrible. Is awful. Like my computer was right. You know by what? I didn't even know that family. was Faith Hill. Yeah. You know, <laughs> My sister was obsessed with like top forty country when I was like uh, twelve years old. So, and our family room, like most people, was the family computer was right by the family TV. So, whatever they were watching, I was watching. You know, that was the beautiful thing about being a kid. Uh, anyways, <laughs> that, that was that was one of the worst things about being a kid. Is like it really you're was, literally yeah. sitting in there like watching some cartoon or some teen adult teen adult show, and then. Your family member member comes in. It's like, oh, it's six o'clock. I'm watching Law and Order, but I'm watching yeah, this. <laughs> Don't give a shit. Law and Order time. I know. No, 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 no. The worst oh, thing about being a justice kid. System. <laughs> the worst thing about being a kid was dial-up. Mm. Oh, that's true. Dial-up yeah. porn was the worst. That's God, really I, good point. Oh, mm-hmm. it really was. I had a Dreamcast with dial-up. That was a whole. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, this would be a really good time to insert the dial-up noise. Yeah. Into the podcast at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that dialogue noise is actually like comforting to me. No, yeah, me too. Every time I hear it, I'll just like, oh, yeah. You, fish gets I'm harder every time he hears it. Interwebs. Yeah. <laughs> fish is like, I'm going to look at some dirty shit. It gets me excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. Dial up aphrodisiac. That's another good band name. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, not as tangential, but I think it's something a lot of people can relate to, and I will tell you this, it feels good. So, uh, after selling that and pinching dollars here and there, I'm now the proud owner of an Xbox One X, so I'll let you guys know how that goes. Right. Um, I've literally been saving that for months, and I sold a lot of shit, too. <laughs> I, sold, I sold all my precious belongings, and now I feel great. Um, even <laughs> sold your soul. I even sold my soul. That's the first thing that went, really. Ah. I mean, I'm not using that. Yeah. Uh, In retrospect, probably wasn't worth it. It wasn't. That no. was like the first twenty-five cents on the way to that purchase. So <laughs> it was. It was the first. The first twenty-five cents. Um. Anyways. Uh. So thanks for humoring that. This. Uh. Humoring me with that discussion. That was one of the polls as, as well. But let's get to the topic of the show. It's a fun one this week because we're talking about basically where gaming has influenced our real life. Now this is something that's, I think, personal to all of us. Is before I pitch it here to. Um, Leslie, I almost called you Shelby again, Leslie. See, the name thing is going to cause me problems, because you guys have the same, I just figured out what it is as I said it, you guys have the same connotation, the sound, Leslie, Shelby, so that's why it's fucking me up. It's there. Um, okay, Morgan. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since anybody called me that. <laughs> People used to call me Morgie in high school, and I didn't like that. It was like a play on the word orgy, and I just thought it wasn't very creative and weird. Was um, oh, that what it was? It was a play on words? Yeah, it was a play on words. Is that what it was? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to explain in case someone didn't understand. Um, so, basically, yeah, where life intersects uh, gaming 
in an influential way. For example, we'll probably get to it in a bit, but me and Shave teased about how um, Rock Band inspired him to play drums, my fishing stories. Most importantly, games have inspired us to start this podcast. But uh, Leslie was the perfect guest for this. Um, and uh, if you want to follow her, at Sector 7 Item Shop, she's a, a great Instagram page. Um, Sector 7 Item Shop almost everywhere. It's where she does a lot of her art and her uh, creative magic can be seen there. And, you know, this topic fit really well because that's video games have inspired you to create this whole, um, you know, art shop that you do uh, mostly for a lot of retro games, too. So anyway, I'll give it to you, Leslie. T- take the topic away. You know, when we start talking about this, how do you feel about this whole thing? Um. I mean, I, the thing is with, with S7 is that art inspires art. Um, and so games obviously are artistic from the music to the gameplay to the art direction. And, um, you know, S7 was born from a very tragic uh, situation, but um, it also is a means for inspiration for other artists. Like my inspiration comes from video games, but it also comes from the gamer nation. Like I can't tell you how many people have messaged me and it's because of them that I'm able to create something. So it's pretty amazing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that's really cool too. Uh, S you're dropping the S seven a lot here. That's the, that's the lingo, the S seven. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> The, the new and improved um so but you said it was born are you comfortable talking about that you don't have to if you don't want to but you said it was kind of came from a tragic place or what are you alluding to there um in the summer of 2014 i lost my job and it was the best job i ever had i worked as a store manager for a college bookstore so it's like Monday through Friday holidays off and i'm normally a retail manager so that's a variable schedule but i lost my job um, I freaked out. I called my husband and he was like, it, it's, it's going to be fine. It's okay. Um, yeah. and, and a lot of times in my life when I have these issues, um, he's the only one that tells me that. So <laughs> that summer I had my very first anxiety attack, which was freaking awful. Um, and something in me needed something else to get away from the medication. And so um, Sector 7 was created as a medication um, in a way. And just sitting alone in my studio now, I'm able to like calm myself down um, and not have to think about the other shit that's going on in the world or at work or bring work home or, you know, freak out about anything. I can just sit down and concentrate on the games that inspire this artwork. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's something that's I can awesome. really understand. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was just leaving a pause. I was as soon as I jumped in there, but yeah, that's something I understand and can relate to pretty well. That's, that's, that's a, that is a, um, a really, I think inspiring thing for people to hear because you want to, you know, when you're in a place like that to be able to, like, push it creatively. It's not just a distraction, but you're actually finding a way to, to sort of channel those different things that you're feeling too. And whether your first anxiety, t- I, I, anyone who's had their first panic attack knows it's like very. You think it's the weirdest thing. Like you like think there's something really seriously wrong with you, and it's like it's the strangest. It is the strangest, scariest thing. 
Um, yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm not dying. Yeah. It's this thing called a panic attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're, and they're, they're not all the same. They're all different for everyone. Um, I've had yeah. some recently, um, that before, like the anxiety attack, the very first one was minutes. Um, mm-hmm. and they usually stem from confrontation for me, but this last one that I had was, you know, maybe three weeks ago and it was three hours long. Like it's, it's mm. the worst feeling ever. Oh, recently. Oh, yeah. Wow. Was that something yeah. where when you were, you were able to go to your shop, um, like that day or the next day, even now when you have it, do you find that it distracts you from your creative work now when that stuff's happening or what's your relation to relationship to that now would you say um within the last month i've had several uh because there's been a lot going on um and they've been the worst ever um so i haven't been able to work in the shop in that past month but i have played more games instead because it's much more convenient it's much easier um it requires a lot less thinking and planning um i just got back into my shop probably within the last week and I've actually had two commissions um today actually I got two commissions so that's That's awesome that's yeah that's that's really cool that's really cool I mean you you took the time to make uh the giant 3d thing on the back of my wall just out of uh just um pure kindness I, I commissioned you with nothing but my annoyance and uh, <laughs> <laughs> blowing up your DMs. That's all I commissioned you with. Yeah. I was just uh, actually this felt the sword fell. <laughs> <laughs> I, the sword actually fell off of it, but I've been leaving it off because as I'm holding it right here for our listeners, because it's just fun to hold and carry around a lot now. <laughs> Maybe when people again, if people come visit me, I can have them take pictures with it. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at the uh, reveal video That'd be a for really- that. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. I was looking at the reveal video for it and I was like, damn, why did I ever send that out? I should have kept it. <laughs> should have kept it. Yeah. That would be a really cool thing if we like in the future we do go to a convention and we just bring that sword with us and make people pose with that sword. We yeah. we should yeah. make we gotta make all the we should commission you to make all the swords and then we each get one. It's like we're in a, a group of warriors and we have our own blade. Um that would be cool. We have our, our, our own... So, okay, this is getting really nerdy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, do, this is like Once you start level. looking at me like that... Uh, well, come on, are you going to hate on the LARPers now? Come on. Now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's nothing wrong with the LARPers at all. It's just, just like, that's a level... I, I'm not at that level yet. But... Um, okay. Uh, you will be. Anyway. Maybe. Maybe. To bring it just, around... Um, staying from that's, sex long enough. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's a good story because, like, we were actually talking a few weeks ago about how gaming has kind of impacted all of our lives in that aspect of, like, something traumatic has happened. For some of us here, like, that's what we use kind of as an escape is, like, video games and something we've always come back to. Whereas Morgan was talking about a few weeks ago how if something traumatic in his life is happening, he can't game. So it's interesting yeah. that yeah. um you've managed to basically take gaming even a step further in a way leslie and make make it make it a positive experience like you you've ta- you've taken the tragedy tr- transferred it to gaming and then taken that step further to actually actually making 
a career out of it, which is cool. And it's not the typical career in video gaming, I think, you know, it's not, you're not designing or anything like that. You're, you're not designing the video game itself. You're designing, um, unique one of a kind merchandise from the games that you and other people take inspiration from. And I think that's a really creative and cool avenue to take, you know, you know, like kind of transfer all of those complex feelings to kind of, you know, disassociate them from yourself and work through them. So that's really cool. It's a great Thank story. You. Thank You're you. Welcome. And so S7, um, I don't make any money off of S7. The first two commissions I've ever gotten are the first two commissions from today. Uh, so a lot of my art goes out for free um, hmm. just because it makes other people happy. Um, now, whether or not it will become for profit in the future, I'm working on it, but, um, it's been going since, you know, around Christmas time of 2014 and, and I haven't really charged anybody anything. So, you know, that's, that's something I think we can relate to too, because we did, we do the podcast for free and it will always be free with the exception of, you know, Patreon supporters that go to our uh, Patreon page, uh, www.patreon.com <laughs> No www Morgan no I did that just w- to piss fish w- I was just trying to piss fish I was trying to irritate fish He hates it when I do that I was trying to just pull about you know. We all hate it yeah. We all we hate it Kind of need no. that dial up sound now no. <laughs> <laughs> Play that again That's uh. uh, funny Yeah uh, But yeah so it's But that'll always be just uh, People donating But it's the same idea You know turning your uh, it's all creative, but it's free, and it's just a pat. You do it because you enjoy doing it. I always try to tell people that your work, Leslie, is kind of like, I'm, I'm not trying to boil it down to this, but the best way I describe it is like when you want to buy a cool collector's edition for a game and there's some badass like object that comes with it, like a lot of your work is like that. It's like making a bunch of cool little objects, like uh, little piranha plants um, and, and stuff like that, like you sent me when I first met you there. And, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of art, wall art and stuff like that, but it's just they're, they're, cool, they're cool things, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so I'll throw this around the room here and we'll see, uh, me and Shay kind of alluded to this, so I'll let us go last because we've kind of uh, blown our load on these before, but a uh, fish, this, when you thought about this topic, sort of where gaming mm-hmm. has influenced your real life, the real fishy life, my real life, oh, the- <laughs> it, it's influenced me in many ways. Um, it has both ruined my life and enlightened my life as well. Oh. Shay's raising his, raising his hand. What's wrong? Yeah, I I know Fish doesn't really want to talk about this, so I actually wanted to mention it. Sorry to talk for you, Fish. Um, you know, <laughs> okay. Now now he's called the Filipino Johnny Depp, but before we used to call him the Filipino Johnny Bravo, because um, you know, he had that kind of like he embodied that mentality. Now, granted, Johnny Bravo is not a video game character, but I think he's taken a lot of inspiration from characters like Duke Nukem and uh blasto which you know actually some is something that fish has mm-hmm. mentioned in the past yeah and a lot yeah. of times fish would go out to the clubs with his quaffed hair um and he would he you know he quaffed. he would tell us all these times where he talked to babes sweet hot babes babes <laughs> and he was and... he was quite the ladies man back in his time well let's let fish tell us a story fish tell yeah. us about one of those stories i, I yeah, would love please. to hear <laughs> well i uh i I walked into the virtual um, room 
uh, with my character, went up to the lady on the pole, and I gave her $2, and I told her, Shake him, baby. Oh, okay. All right. And then he asked <laughs> for change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold up. Let, let me get four quarters frugal. with that one other dollar, please. <laughs> and then she got really offended because she's mm-hmm. like, I have Parkinson's oh, hey, 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 I just wanted to play some Pac-Man. Whoa, whoa. Jumping <laughs> down my throat here. <laughs> oh, fish. Okay, um, but yes, fish, go ahead. Before now. <laughs> Um, well, I say it's been kind of, like, detrimental. I don't know if you guys, whenever you grew up, but, like, as I grew up, like, I played a lot of video games. Like, I would spend summers just playing video games, morning, noon, and night. And, um, like, my parents would tell me, like, you need to stop playing video games. You're playing way too much video games. And I'd be like, what? No, this is, this is like the most fun thing I could do right now. Was mm-hmm. It play, always will be. Getting on my PlayStation and playing Final Fantasy VII. Uh, and, I'm just kidding. Yeah, good choice. Okay. <laughs> this is a good and, choice. I'm just fucking with you. And Final Fantasy VIII. And another ding, ding, ding. hated game, Tomb Raider, as well. You weren't playing that shit, don't lie. Okay. Yeah, I never played that game. Um... But yeah, they they would always tell me that you're, like you're wasting your life playing those video games. But I never actually felt like that. I it, and I felt like they they would always guilt me into that. And like I felt like I wasn't able to fully appreciate games at times, whenever that guilt would set in on me. Mm. And I would try and do other stuff, but my interests yep. always led me back to video games. You carry that guilt a little bit with you today, I think, because mm-hmm. there's times where you I can see it where you're like, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, if I'm playing too much of a single game throughout the week, like, I'll feel like I'm neglecting my family, and, like, I'll feel guilt over it, and I'm like, oh, I really shouldn't be doing it, but, like, I have that kind of, like, overindulgence mentality when it comes to games that I really, really enjoy playing, um, as I'm sure a lot of people do, but, um... As you're, you're, as, like, well, you're fascinating in that way because, like, if you're not in the mood to play a game, you won't touch a game for weeks. And yes. but then, whenever you like a game, you'll be up to like five in the morning. I'm just like, right. Jesus Christ! It's like you just purge it until you, it's like all you're thinking about. All it's just mm-hmm. like obsession. Mm-hmm. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. Mm-hmm. We've gone right. over this. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, an, that's um, another topic for a show we've already done. <laughs> <laughs> um. But on the other side, I guess, uh, of that guilt is, um, like, the pleasure in, like, video game. I really never got into orchestral type of music. Orchestral? Orchestral, yes. Back when I was growing up, up until uh, when I started actually looking into Final Fantasy music, like Nobu Utsumatsu. Uh, I butchered his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Somebody no, no, but um, Matsi and his orchestral music. Morgan, please, by I'm all sorry. means. Uh, I think it's uh, <laughs> Nobu Umatsu. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Nobu. Isn't it Nobu? Nobu Umatsu. Nobu. Nobu, right? Leslie, come on! You're the sector. You're sector seven <laughs> item shop. What is it? What is it? Nobu. Way mess. I'm not helping you out. <laughs> no, you don't. You, that could no. be a cop out. That could be a cop no. out. Maybe you don't it's know. It's not a cop out. 
My story no, no, can't no. go on without that last name of Nobu Utsumatsu. None of us know it. Of us know it. It's, not, it's not Nobu. It's not Nobu. Mm-mm. Nubu? Nabu. Nabu. Oh, that's like <laughs> Shay and I are just over here. Completely. Yeah, I'm not bailing you guys this. out of this one. Okay. You guys should know no. better by now. Mm-mm. The guy who... <laughs> Created the guy, the guy who. Yeah, you can't ask the two guys who speak Japanese. It just—it's not going to happen. Mm. Okay, uh, Jap- Japanese Josh. No, I just speaker. said it's not going to happen. You've got to figure this out on your own. Mm. You're big boys. Mm. All right, <laughs> how much time do we have? Big, but I'm gonna. Sweet baby Jesus, all this time and you guys have never looked it up. <laughs> I don't never. know how to pronounce it. For real, never. It starts with a U. His and as many times as Shay didn't Shay say it like a couple podcasts ago? I pronounced it on ago? the show multiple yeah. times. Uh, yeah. Did you though? Uh, yes. Did I don't you? take notes. Nobu. Mm. <laughs> no. 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 Oh. We're gonna have to make this a recurring segment. Yeah, we should. No, <laughs> Pronouncing the end of every, ep- every the end of every okay. episode for the next couple months is Morgan <laughs> and Fish uh, trying to pronounce. Fish, and, and I almost gave it to them. We should but actually that, probably exclude it in case we ever want interviews with any of these people. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we. <laughs> There's no way in hell you'd ever want an interview. Um, so <laughs> uh, Nobu Umatsu. We'll, we'll bring him on here. No, no, so, no, no, no. how do no, you pronounce no, your name? It's Nobuo. 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 I said Nobuo. It's Nobuo. 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 No, it's not Ui. Ui. There's not a double O at the Owie. front of his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Matsu. Did you get a boo-boo, Morgan? Ooh, Matsu. <laughs> no, the the owie is an inside joke for something else. We're not gonna get oh. into. Owie. Oh, oh. Owie. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> no buo. Owie Matsu. <laughs> Oh. No buo. I said no bo to be fair at the beginning. You can go back okay. and listen to that. You said no bo. No bo. No, before that, I said no. Anyways, no it doesn't bo. matter. The brilliant oh. man that makes all the Final Fantasy music. That's all you, you know. need to know. No bo. Greatest, greatest composer ever. Wow, uh, let's slow down. Greatest. Oh. Uh, I can't think of another because I don't know any other. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in your, he's in your top three of the only three you know. Yeah. Anyways, his music is legendary to me at this point in my life. Like, I, I could listen to any pieces that he's written for the Final Fantasy series, and I could look at it and just be ultimately brought back to that very time when I first listened to it uh, in the game, the the feelings that it gave me at that time, and then then it just like travels across time and space all the way to present me and. and that whoa, whoa, whoa. feeling hits me right there. And... This is this is adorable. This has nothing to do with the topic of the show. We need to back up a little bit. Okay, how did Let's we get here? here? I, I, I don't fish know. is rattling because I don't uh, think he has an answer. So I'm gonna. Mm, no. <laughs> <I don't think> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, has okay. Has has gaming and it's okay if it has, but has game other than let's say sword chomp. Has gaming ever inspired like a massive change in your real life that you can remember? And if not, that's fine. 
Mm. No. Okay. And that's okay. And that's <laughs> well, okay. I, I was trying to allude to like music, I guess, because like like saying talking about um composers and stuff like that like i wouldn't necessarily really be into like those classical big orchestras out there um unless it was for um hearing final fantasy orchestras um play you know more familiar um songs that i'm used to but then like truly understanding you know whenever the brass comes in or the strings start to play their melodies like I never really had an appreciation for that growing up and way into way in through my teen years until like I really started delving deep into like uh how he Nobu uh would compose all <laughs> Nobuo get fuck you. Almost. That was close. You did it. You got yeah. second try. Nobuo. Okay. Aoimatsu. <laughs> Are you okay, Morgan? Mm-hmm. I'm alright. Okay. You said it. <laughs> so basically you're saying that, that like, video games have horizons. expanded your horizons. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Of course. Oh, we got there. Okay. That's, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, expa- it expanded your horizons to now include mm-hmm. this one composer. But that's, yep. that's good. Um, no, that's fair. I mean, it, or, like music without words or orchestral music, instrumental music is not super prevalent or common, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And the mainstream, like, yeah, that stuff, it doesn't seem like it goes well with like pop culture type of people. Like a lot of times, like, I'm sorry. I, I yeah. No, no, it's yeah. not, I'm not laughing at you. Josh is making fun of me privately, I think. Oh, um, okay. Ask your doctor if pre. pre- I can't even I can't even mispronounce it. I'm trying to say it the way you'd messed it up. And prevalent, pre, pre, prevalent, prevalent. There, I think. Ask, yeah, I'm pretty sure you said pre, prevalent. Ask your doctor if prevalent is right for you. Uh, Tired of those owies? <laughs> Side effects may include misproperly pronouncing Nobuo's mm-hmm. first and last name. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right. Um, okay, well that's cool, fish. Um, and that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's, you know that's interesting. Expanding your horizons is something I think games do for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Josh, uh, what about you? Uh, is there what were you thinking about whenever we start talking about this topic? Um, I mean, I kind of got into this a couple shows ago now, but about how WoW helped me get through, you know, a really. Really rough time when I, I also lost my job, um, uh, like right, right, right as my first kid was being born. Um, mm-hmm. and so I don't really kind of, not going to re- retread that completely, but it, it, just being able to connect with another community, um, was really big for me. It was really big. And just those. That's what she said. Sorry, go ahead. You said it's Broke really big. Quota. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. You said it's really big, Josh. I tried not to, but it's no not bar. even. <laughs> is that the bar now? I'm glad the I'm glad the guest host is putting her feet down. <laughs> yeah, that's what I appreciate right now. Yeah. Thank you. Put your feet Leslie. up. We don't need them down. We need those feet up. 
No one's supposed to add on. <laughs> I'll send somebody up. No, but um, were you? What? Le Leslie's on team. She's on team. I don't know what team she's on. She might be on team. That's what she's. I actually decided before we were gonna do this podcast. I was like, I'm gonna. Shay's been. I Shay's been saying it more in the last two episodes than me. So I decided before this show, I was gonna try and catch it more. So mm. anyway, continue, Josh. I apologize. I did not mean to interrupt you. I had to. <laughs> I don't even remember where I was. Uh, you said it's big. You were talking about wow and okay, how okay, it affected okay. yeah, 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 yeah. your life. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but what were you saying was really big? I want to know now. You were like, it's big. It's really big. Well, just the communities that. Oh yeah, yeah. From yeah, those yeah. games. Um. Like I still keep in touch with friends I made playing WoW. You know, over a decade ago at this point. Um. People I still you know, get together, play Overwatch with, play other games online. Um, even people who don't even play games anymore, we still, you know, keep up with each other. Um, just see how each other are, and it's just, I've made a lot of friends through that game that I would not have expected mm. going into it. Um, and that's, that's, that's really changed my life. I've made family friends even um hmm. like just you know people who excuse me like my wife know my kids know um just just good family friends from people who were there for me whenever it was just a tough time yeah um it's like community like it brought you real friends like real yeah community. like real actual yeah. friends and i know Games can be a way to avoid those kind of relationships, but they also, it, it's also just, it's more opportunities. More opportunities if you are, you know, if if you allow it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So is it like, this is around the same time you started taking Prelevant, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's for a few months die. there. But the wandering that's rectum was just, just not a side effect you want to live with. That's the worst, isn't it? <laughs> I know. The wandering, you, you really the wandering rectum. <laughs> uh, that's that's good. Well, and I wanted to get. Um, <laughs> I was curious if you were gonna. Uh, if there was something I know, but I've known you for a long time, so I wasn't sure where you were gonna go with this one, Josh. But you know that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, I because think it becomes. I don't. Know, I feel like that had guild... the biggest impact on my life. Yeah. Just well, you were a guild to... like manager too, so it taught you. You were like, yeah, almost yeah. Like management well, guess... like skills and stuff. It's kind of weird to say that, but yeah, it's it's. Yes, I am very. I'm not. Like socially awkward, I I understand how to not be an asshole around people, but mm -hmm. it also is just not my favorite thing. Like I would rather be by myself as far as just a relaxing time. It's 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 work for me to be around people a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. But I feel like I again, wow, really helped me with that because uh, like you alluded to there, I was a raid leader and a eventually a guild leader for several years there. Um, 
and it was my job to, you know, keep, you know, a couple dozen people in line in order for us to all be able to work together and accomplish something, which is, it kind of, it defaulted to me just because I put enough time into the game, because like I said before, I'd lost my job and had was putting way too much time into the game, but because of that, I was kind of always the most prepared for a lot of these things. And yeah. so it was just kind of, well, Josh knows how to do all these fights. Let's have him explain all this stuff to everyone. <laughs> just lean on Josh. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so just kind of because I was the prepared one there, it kind of ended up, I ended up making it my job without meaning to. Um, but I think it was really good for me just in the long run just to be able to just get more practice in, if nothing else, yeah. with That's you know, cool. dealing with that many people. Yeah. Actually, now that you're mentioning it, I was, I wanted to ask you, but I forgot it. I forgot to uh, um, ask over the WhatsApp. What do you think about the uh, World of Warcraft news that just dropped this week? That they're making all the expansions free. They're making the startup uh, fee gone, so basically people can j- just like jump in now. I mean, it's completely unrelated uh, like to that. this it's... topic, but I just wanted. No, 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 to no. Know no that's that's something that I've been it's surprised kind of they haven't done until now. Because every time a new expansion comes out, they add all the old games to the, like you're saying, the base game. Like, so you go and you pay 20 bucks and you get every expansion up to the new one. Um, Yeah. Which was always strange. Well, they're still charging for the $15 a month fee, though. Yes, yeah, it still has a subscription, but... uh, Sneaky blizzards, sneaky. Is it? Well, it's not sneaky. I mean, it's always been there. Are people still playing there. WoW, though? It's, it's I not mean, sneaky. That's... It's just they're making yeah, it easier for still, people. Yes. I've not seen numbers really? recently, but when I stopped playing, it was still like 13, 14 million people a couple years ago. It's not It's, not it's gone down dead. drastically. You played WoW, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it's gone down drastically. Fuck yeah, I played WoW. My husband just got back into it, and you can like have demo characters at, what, level 110? What kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> Demo character? What the fuck? Yeah, is that no. Yeah, so you can see a full kit if it's decided yeah. if it's something oh. you actually want to level up. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, well I'll try before you buy. One of their things way back in the day was to uh, drop the mount mount level requirement. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys remember that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's oh, that shit. Yeah. Pissed fish me is off. getting fish <laughs> is getting hard right now as we talk. About <laughs> well, what's well, your what's inter- your erection level right now, fish? It's interesting that they're doing all that because I feel like they're trying to get more people in because they've lost so many people to other games over the years. You know, they've lost people to Overwatch and League of Legends and Dota Two. I don't even know if Dota Two is a thing anymore. I don't ever hear about it. But like they've lost to all these various games that they they have to try and recoup that. And yeah, I think well, I, I understand it's frustrating to the hardcore people who have spent all that time and money over the years. I get that. It kind of feels like a slight. But I feel like people should view that in a different way of like trying to get well, more people into the community at the end of the day. Yeah, that's well, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like anyone who's been playing it is only going to want to do the new stuff. So if you can't get anyone who just picks up the game remotely caught up in time, it's just you're, you're never going to interact with each other. So, a lot of this is just kind of necessary at this point, uh, in, right, in order yeah. to have people playing the same game. Um, right. Because it's not yeah. like I mean, it's you, not you want like, that game to be there, that community there. You got to have the people. Yeah, 
Yeah, because it's not really like Diablo with their seasons and stuff. Um, like the progression is all permanent. Um, so they they needed some other way to do that, and all the catch up mechanics is kind of how they have catch up. You know, attempted to solve that problem with with yeah. mixed results. Interesting. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that yeah. too. So. Well, that's, uh, all right. Well, um, what about you, Shay? Like, um, I guess this gives you a platform to really tell your rock band story in a little more detail. I know you hinted at it last, just the tip last week, and now you can give us the whole thing. Right. Um, video games have really influenced my finger dexterity, which helps in the bedroom. Crickets. Oh, awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that happened because if you said that, Morgan, I would have done the same exact thing. I know, I know. Now, um, in all seriousness, video games really impacted my um my music habits. I've ever since the eighth grade, I've always wanted to be in a band. Like I used to draw pictures of me being in a band, and like I always talked with these guys like, various friends throughout junior high school and high school about starting a band, and it just never happened. Like, my dad bought me a guitar freshman year of high school, and I tried learning it. I tried so hard learning that, and I had guys try and teach me. I just did not like learning the guitar. As much as I wanted to learn and play it, I just <gasps> oh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I tried so hard, and I just couldn't focus. But I always had that drive to want to be in a band. And then when Guitar Hero came out, it was, like, the closest thing for me. You know, at the time, just because I didn't have the the willpower to actually learn an instrument at the time. And um, as time went on, I got really good at Guitar Hero, uh, as, as did everyone during that time. And <laughs> that time. yeah, everyone, everyone got good at Guitar Hero. Dude, dude there was a time where you could play rock band or Guitar Hero at your house with like attractive women there. And they thought you were cool because you were good at guitar. I'm not even kidding you. I was cool because I was good at Guitar Hero. And like, I actually was good at real guitar. But like, I'm seriously like you would play Guitar Hero at a party. Right. And if you were good, you yeah. seemed good. It was not like, uh, you know, I'm not drying up here. You know, like the women are not drying up. It was crazy. But if you well, knew DDR with the dance pad, you were way better. Really? I would think yeah, DDR would true. try those yeah. things. Yeah. Right <laughs> DDR got the cougars. Yeah. Oh. 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 Got the people still in high school. Oh. Oh. I didn't just, mean you, Leslie. Just, I didn't mean you. I'm I didn't a little know. older. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mean, got you. Oh. Shay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean you. Shay, come on. We I don't insult it. our guests when they're on here. What the hell? What is, her what is, it's like a it's like a four year difference, right? It's not that much. Still, still a very beautiful young lady. I did not Shay's, mean you. As, nice try back. Yeah, it up. just it's not uh, working. yeah. yeah. Uh, careful. <laughs> come on, Morgan called you a Shouldn't different name. Shouldn't you be name, beeping? Like, and you assume I called you a cougar? <laughs> hey, I don't have to answer to that. He does. It's true. Hey, you know what? It was my fiance's name, so it wasn't a bad name. Anything. It was a good name. But right. you're calling right, someone else or something. I'm just saying, Leslie, Shelby. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, anyways, no. <laughs> Fish. Uh, um, so, Fishy? yeah. And then after I got good enough at guitar, um, I would play, I would hold like a lot of parties and play with a lot of friends. And then. One day we decided, like, let's go get the drum set. And I decided I'd just throw some money down on it. I picked up a used drum set at um, a local game store, which was now closed. 
And we sat down and we just played for like five hours one night. And the drums just like really captivated me because I had, I had already, I had felt pretty much mastered the guitar. Granted, I wasn't perfect, but um, I'd gotten to where I wanted to be on that. I decided, okay, well, I'm going to play the drums. And I started playing like every day. I got obsessed. And I'd play them all the time. And then, you know, I remember, I remember to this day, like I'd, I had had a party and I was playing drums and I was singing at the same time. I was just having a great time with my friends. And a bunch of them were like, why don't you just get a real fucking drum set? Like, why? And I, I was like, you know, why don't I? So that was around tax season. Um, I started looking online. I found a really cheap drum set, like a really just beater drum set, um, brand new. I bought some cheap cymbals, um, cheapest I could find. And I bought pretty much like the hardware cheap. I bought the, the drum throne cheap. I got pretty much everything for pretty cheap. And then I took, I took a total of three drum lessons and then I decided it was too expensive and I was just going to do it on my own. And I started teaching my own myself and I learned a lot of that rhythm from rock band because that's one good thing about playing drums on rock band is like it teaches you like basic rhythm and tempo which is really good and then from there i'd like i first started with like playing songs on my kit from rock band because it was like i could mentally envision where those like those sounds would go on the kit and it was much easier for me. And then once I started getting that those basics down, I started branching out and learning on my own. And uh, now I play drums. And I'm not going to say I'm a good drummer. I'm a decent drummer. But, um, yeah, it's it's become such an integral part of my life. No matter where I've gone, I've played drums. And uh, that's never going to change. Um, drums are one of my favorite things in my life. Uh, it's some. It was a dream of mine to always play drums in a band. Or not mm-hmm. drums, but play music in a band, and it happened. It you know, rock band. As corny as it sounds, rock band made one of my dreams come, one of my dreams come true. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll forever be thankful for those games. You know, like it, it was like is glorified karaoke in the best way possible. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's sad it, that it they just, burn out it, now. And like, it, it made it. Made, it just, I can't. I can't make that clear that like it literally made one of my biggest dreams come true you know like uh, morgan and i actually we started that band years back and then we granted we didn't see a ton of success because we were pretty in, in a pretty niche genre uh very very niche there but we you know we ended up playing like i remember this show um we played with a couple of um we played with a black two black metal bands actually we played with uh, this band called arima from canada and this band called uh abigail williams and they're fair they're fairly decently known in the metal community and it's just kind of cool that was like granted that was the height of where i've played but it was really cool to you know like play with semi-professional bands and uh yeah it just yeah that was a fun show yeah yeah it was a really fun show yeah. I remember the first time me and Shay played a show together, I literally was shitting my guts out. I was in the bathroom. God, I was like, oh, just fucking tear. And the, it was one of those trashy, like, um, you know, like street club bathrooms. So the door wasn't even six like, club. Yeah. like the door to the, the fucking stall was like dangling off. So I'm like trying to hold it up because I don't want people to see me shitting my guts out, you know? 
And uh, I remember that that sh- that show was rough, dude. Because like I remember like we're getting on stage, and I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I feel like I'm gonna throw up the whole time, just all over my kit. And then you play that first note, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, this is gonna happen anyway. Yeah, and then I didn't feel so sick after that. But yeah, yeah, I I still remember that f- that first show to this day, like that. And then like I mean, Shay actually seat, was out. Shay tried to corner me outside. Was like, you remember that? I do, yeah. No, I'm talking about the first one. I'm talking about, like, when we played later on. Um, and, like, I remember you cornered me outside, and you're like, dude, let's just wear these leopard uh, G-strings or whatever. And I'm like, no, I am not doing that. There's no way that's happening. I just shat my guts my out. You would probably be le- Yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah. You wanted me to wear that or something, and I was like, no, it's not. This isn't happening. And you were actually trying to seriously talk me into that like five minutes before the show that I just spent 20 minutes shitting my guts out and you wanted me to wear a goddamn leopard G-string so the whole world could see my micro. Ain't gonna happen. You should have been like nice and slender after that. Shouldn't have had to worry about that. That's true. Should have been like, fuck yeah, I'll wear it. (laughs) Well, you know, maybe if God had blessed me with a bigger mirror. But yeah, so that that, that was a good time. uh, That was a a good... (laughs) Yeah, that was a good story. That was a good story. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, this, I guess for me, like, I've been excited about to talk to you guys about this for a long time, too, because I, you guys have known since we started the podcast that I've been one, I've always talked about fishing games and I've always been obsessed with fishing. And it was weird that Far Cry 5 was the game that inspired me to go fishing because I was sitting there playing Far Cry 5. It takes place in Montana and fishing is a big part of that game. And I'm like, what the fuck? I live in Montana and I love fishing and I never go fishing. And, and the reason why was mostly because the fishing in my particular town kind of sucks. And I wasn't really willing to travel. But I hadn't put a lot of effort into it. I'd been fishing a couple times, caught a couple trout. I thought the fishing here was kind of boring. And I'm like, I'm not really a trout guy. I'm a bass guy. I grew up in Florida. I miss the ocean. And I've lived here since I was 18. And I had probably caught in two fish, like two trout. And one of them was with fish, and the trout was about the size of a, of a limp penis. It was just pathetic. And um, so my love of fishing pretty much fizzled out um, as far as, like, doing it in real life. And then I played Far Cry, and I said, what the hell? They literally went to Montana and said, fishing is such a special thing here that we need to put it in our game. So I was just inspired to dig into all of the areas around my town for fishing spots. I started finding these secret little lakes. Um, like I found this secret pond nearby that had these little bullhead catfish in it. And that was the start of doing stuff. And then I was just asking people left and right. And this guy was like, Hey, there's a stand nearby. It's about tw- about 15 minutes out of town. It's not a huge drive. Um, but you do have to go out of town. And if you go there, there's all sorts of fish, bass, smallmouth, um, pike, you name it. And I'm like, Holy shit. Really? Like 20 minutes out of town. So sure enough, I go there. And the first day I'm there, I catch like four or five kinds of fish and I'm hooked. And <laughs> And you get mugged. Get it? I'm hooked. And I got me yeah, out. And I get mugged. And yeah. I'm out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I always joke with people that the dam is where I dump the body of my dead hookers. And my fiance really hates that joke. Um, but whatever. So I. Uh, it's I pretty go, bad dad joke. <laughs> when I'm done dumping the body of the dead hookers, then I, I go fishing. But the, the fishing is. That way you know where really to cast for the, for the bottom feeders. <laughs> Uh, that's, 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 <laughs> uh, my see my group my fiance gets so mad she's like that's not a funny joke about sex work i'm like i'm pro sex work i just think it's a funny joke and then we, we fought oh, about i that thought joke. you were calling your fish hookers like they get stuck on the hook 
I thought you were actually making a real good dad joke, and you're going with it. And you could have taken taken it farther and been like, the hookers really like to sit on those poles, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. in the fishing pole. I thought like I thought you were gonna go with this whole thing, but man, yeah. you missed an opportunity. You went crass instead of dad. You should have went dad instead of crass. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a fair point, you know. I, I prefer to go crass as much as I can. Eventually, Dad will take over fully. Um, or crass Dad, which will be a new blend of the future. But uh, anyways, so it pretty much has reinvigorated my love of fishing in the air. I'm, tomorrow, I'm actually driving with my dad out to this, this town about an hour away called Loma, and we're supposed to try and fish for sturgeon and some other stuff. So it, it literally, it sounds dumb that all the games that would influence my life would be fucking Far Cry 5. Um, because it takes, it's the only game that's ever taken place in Montana, which is pretty, is pretty cool. So. Well, to be fair, Horizon Zero Dawn's DLC did take place in Montana as well. Like, more Yellowstone area. Mm. So, that's part Montana, part Wyoming. Mm. But, um, no, it's really cool because, uh, fishing is so good in Montana, dude. Like, a river runs through it was made in the... Gallatin Valley area, um, that movie with Brad Pitt, because the fishing mm. there is so good. That's why a lot of people move to Bozeman. Fly fishing in the Gallatin Valley is fucking incredible. Um, and yeah, you, there's so many different types of fish. Like there, there. I think it is the sturgeon, the pallid sturgeon. It's like a prehistoric fish, essentially. It's well, crazy. the pallid like, you can't keep. Yeah, the pallid right, you, can't you can't keep. keep. They're yeah. protected because they're, yeah, yeah. Um, if if I remember correctly, they are endangered. But yeah, there are there's some really cool yeah. fish in Montana, dude. The I'm pallid sturgeon does. Into fishing. It looks like a fucking shark almost. It looks it sort does, of like a yeah. nurse shark. Yeah, it looks it looks weird. It looks very prehistoric. Yeah, to be, yeah. for sure. Um, when I was in college, one of my friends. Um, he was a graduate student. He was doing some work on some pallid sturgeon, and it's just, it's cool shit. Yeah, there are a ton of cool fish in Montana. Mm. Um, it's, it really is a great fishing spot, it, but um, it, please no one else go to Montana, because it's no, mine. No, please don't. It's getting it's overcrowded. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's, it's not so much that in Montana, it's my town. Like, I'm, I'm unlucky in that I'm in a town that has the worst, probably, fishing of most of the towns here. Uh, unless you just want to catch a little trout. Like, you can go to all sorts of streams and catch a trout or two, but trout yeah. are just kind of boring to Great me. Great Falls you know? is just not good for fishing. It is no, not good for not. fishing. You got to literally, in Great Falls, Great Falls is like the stop in the middle of everywhere. That's, <clears throat> that's the bad part about Great Falls is like, not to get tangential, but it's, it's in the middle of everything else cool. So you literally drive in one direction away from Montana and you're going to see cool shit. But, Great Falls is like the mecca of, like mm. it's like where all the shit trickles into, like the shit. <laughs> well, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I mean, um, you live there. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. All this way, all the way there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like the spot where it all trickled down into a puddle. That's me. Um, but no, it's. Anyways, yeah, I don't want to get into a tangential thing about Montana, except for the fact that it was cool that a video game featured it, and it kind of opened my eyes to putting the effort into searching around my my area to go fishing, and it has really enhanced my life. Uh, and, yeah. And since, you know, I haven't loved fishing as much since I was a kid. By the way, I looked it up, and I don't know if this proves your point, Shay, or goes against it, but it says, 
the expansion has her. She visits the Yellowstone Caldera in Wyoming. Mm. So yeah, maybe. and Yellowstone is pre- predominantly in Wyoming. There are parts of it that are in Montana. So you know, take it, take it for what for what what you will. And maybe that part of the game or that game that DLC takes on part in. God, I can't fucking talk. That DLC takes place in the part of Yellowstone that is only in Wyoming. There we go. There that go. would make sense because the main game's in Colorado, so yes. you'd yeah. you'd think it would be farther south than Yellowstone, Wyoming. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and just random tip, Morgan, if you want to learn more about like fishing spots, you should go to North Forty in Great Falls because they'll like they'll tell you all about that shit. Because like there's one there's well, a whole fly I- shop that works there. I actually found a, uh, well, I found a local bait shop really hidden in the back of the town that nobody I even knew knew existed, but it's real. It's called Robert's Bait Shop. I don't mind saying that because it's a small place. And it literally looks like one of the little bait shops that you'd come into in Far Cry 5. Um, I'll I'll take some pictures of it and send it to you guys sometime. Um, And that I found, which is cool. But I, there's a Facebook group that basically is like for fishing addicts. So every now and then I force myself to log on to Facebook, even though I hate it, so I can... um, ask people questions that's how i met the the dude that told me about the dam which is a a, a, a this fish, fishing spot out of town so you're right asking like fishing when I, I treat it like a video game i go to places like local ponds or whatever and i just start asking people fishing i ask a bunch of annoying questions i'm like the guy that walks around and just like inquires information that's it's kind of like how you play an rpg where you get into a town and you have to ask everyone in the town a question that's kind of how i play life i'm just like very inquisitive it's weird how it's weird how video games especially like RPGs make you use social skills, but then the people who usually play a lot of RPGs don't implement those social skills skills into their daily lives. Mm-hmm. And that's myself included. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dogging anyone. I'm not dogging anyone. I'm actually, it's like more self deprecating than anything. Although like Josh said from his story, uh, it helped him with his social skills playing. Well. So there you that's go. That's true. That's true. Full circle. We've come full circle. Um, Learn so from know. video games and go ask random strangers really weird questions. Speaking, <laughs> that's the moral of the story. Final Fantasy aided it and just do you play cards? Do you play cards? Do you play cards? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> I mean, you don't do that. <sighs> no. <laughs> that's that's going to be the next mini game. You want to go fishing? Wanna go, you know, want to go Leslie. fishing? Leslie, yeah, Leslie just earned major uh, points because she dropped a Final Fantasy VIII thing. Speaking of talking to strangers, uh, we have a l- bunch of great comments here from the Instagram page. Every Thursday, at Swordchomp on Instagram, if you leave a comment, we might read it on the show and discuss it. A lot of good ones this week for the topic of the show. Do you guys jump in if there's something you want to comment on? Okay, I'm going to fly through a couple of these. Got some goodies, all right? Um, let's see here. <laughs> some of these are just funny. Our friend Epidemic Mike said he played ukulele and now he wants to learn how to play the ukulele. So I think that hmm. he's being sarcastic. <laughs> um, uh, Hakuna Matata said Super Mario inspired me to eat mushrooms, which I'm assuming he means of the hallucinogenic kind. And then somebody named Professor Layton jumped. Yeah, somebody yeah, named Professor yeah. Layton jumped in and said shiitake mushrooms are pretty delicious. So they are. That's tangential, but hmm. guess it works. Um, that's, a, that's a type of mushroom. Captain Captain Hawk said, Lately, JRPGs have inspired me to go back to school for game design, which is pretty cool. Um, 
Let's see. Phosphor said, plenty of times some standouts include Bloodborne, that inspiring the creation of my novel and my writing career, which is pretty cool. Bloodborne cool. inspired this person to write. Um, Hurricane Colt said the game, dra- I don't know how to say this, Danganronpa, I think that's right, Danganronpa, made me want to go back to school to get a better education, but two for huh. schooling. Um, let's see, Gil Beasy Skit said, a lot like Professor Layton, I wonder who that is, I started playing bass because of Guitar Hero. I barely knew what the bass was, I was kind of ignorant to rock music, so the first time I played Guitar Hero, my friend had me play bass since it was easier in those uh, first games. In eighth grade, my dad took me to see my first of six Rush concerts, and I was blown away by Getty Lee. Fuck yeah. No mm-hmm. idea who Getty Lee is. Fuck yeah. Um, using my vast guitar hero knowledge. What? I, <laughs> I assume he's the bass player for Rush, because he's playing bass. So. Yeah, he's one of the best bass players of all time, dude. Um, thank you, Gilbeasy, for mentioning Rush. Showing a big <laughs> heart on right now. Yeah, dude. I, it's... I um he's rubbing himself slowly and just Rush. saying Neil Pert over and over again under his breath. It's true. <laughs> I, I went to see Rush for the first and only time in 2015 with my father. Um, I had just returned from Australia, and um, it was their 40th anniversary tour, and uh, we drove 17 hours from Montana to Phoenix nonstop to go see that. Wow. And, uh, Dude, it was such a good concert. I mean, granted, we were up in the stadium. Like, we're it was a stadium show, and we we're pretty far back because rush tickets get damn expensive, as he knows. And uh, mm-hmm. it was just, it was incredible because, like, what they did was they started with their new material, and they just worked backwards through all their material. And as they were doing mm-hmm. that, yeah. the stage would change to kind of emulate like the era that they were playing and they would That's actually cool. like they got clothes on that would emulate that era. It was so cool. It just <laughs> it was a great way to send them off. Um I'm sad that you know they're not still around, but I understand their health complications. But that's so cool that he was influenced um like kind of like Fish was, like just his taste was influenced in a way yeah. by yeah. uh by gaming. It would have so been cooler cool. if Fish was like, I was inspired to become a conductor, and then he moved to Japan, and you see him up there doing a lot of, you know, this kind of thing. Mm, that would have been Maybe. sick. Yeah. He finally learned how You'd to count been, to four. Uh, Nobuo's partner. <laughs> nope. Oh, Aww, that's, that's a dream. If he could, if he could actually take reality, me bub. out, if he would actually take me under his wing and teach me his ways, I would gladly carry on the torch in the Dude, Final Fantasy it was, series. Would, him, you, would you leave your so, family for Nobu? <laughs> would you leave your family to do that? That's no, a yes. Move them with All me. right. <laughs> Wrong answer. No. All right, let's oh, see. When, hey. I went, when I went and saw that concert, when I went and saw that concert, it wasn't actually him doing the conducting. He was kind of being like the MC host, and he played a few songs on different instruments, but there's this other conductor, and the dude was fucking slaying it i've never said that about a conductor but he was just so he's like <laughs> How does a conductor do it? and i was like oh my god like this guy's crazy awesome and he like he had he's, like this crazy like hair oh, it's god. called cocaine shay it's called cocaine it was um, awesome i'm big. telling you what that could be you fish <laughs> that was that me one plane ticket and some cocaine. Uh, JSZ Arto said, The game Anarchy Online inspired me to stop being so revert, uh, reserved and be open to talking to people. Um, I wound up playing it for a decade and haven't played it in a while, but still daily talk with a lot of friends. Very similar to Josh's story. Very similar. 
Uh, Frederick Johnson said, Persona games inspired me to go on dates and grow... They said the same thing for me. Persona games inspired me to want to date a bunch of Japanese teenagers. Um, let's see here. Go on dates and grow relationships in a more casual way. I went from being mostly single... Uh, I went from the mostly single to the type that was never single. I was 31 in 2006 when Persona 3 was released. So, Persona got him out in the uh, the dating world. That's pretty cool. Very that, cool. That was our horniest game of the decade, voted by you, the Chompcast listener. <laughs> horniest series, I'm sorry. Um, Richie B. Good said, this, this was the one comment that people had a lot of responses to. Richie B. Good said, Lollipop Chainsaw inspired me to get a chainsaw and a cheerleading outfit so I could run around town and kill zombies. Somebody right. has to do it. Yeah. And it ain't gonna be me. Um, does it, my question is, does he picture, wear the please. cheerleader outfit when he does it? Uh, well, yeah. He, well, he said that. He said inspired him to get a chainsaw oh. and a cheerleading outfit. So. <laughs> Pictures. But does Pictures. he actually wear it? <laughs> Get us some pictures. Uh, or Richie B. Goods. Goods are hanging out under the dress. Um, let's see. Or Skirt. I'm sorry. Skirt. Uh, Mr. Hicks 2299 said the Yakuza series inspired me to learn Japanese and made me want to go to Japan, where Shay is right now. And Shay can tell you all about uh, the fun time he's having there if you DM him at Professor Layton on Instagram. I'll have all sorts of short stories for you. Yeah, if you have any questions about Japan, hit a brother up. Hit him up. Hit them up. Um, so that yeah, that's a fun topic, and I think it's a um, kind of affects us on a profound level. So, um, all right, Leslie, you ready to get to really all this show? We have a couple more polls to get to, and then we can have a kind of a fun send off here. Um, and the polls are going to kind of encompass a couple things. So we got we got some good polls for you, okay, Leslie? I don't know how you voted on these, but um, I could look. I'm not going to. Oh, yes, expose me. Expo- no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> only if people vote against No Man's Sky, then I DM all those people individually. You know, I think that's the only time a woman has ever said that to Morgan. <laughs> it, it totally was not serious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see here. Um, the first poll was Octopath Traveler has a charming style. But I feel like Nintendo is pandering to my nostalgia. Now, despite a lot of people really seeming to enjoy this game, which we can get to in a bit, that poll actually came back tied. No, 5149, I'm sorry. Uh, which surprised me that people did believe that Octopath Traveler was charming but pandering to their nostalgia. So about split with a slight edge to yes. How, how do you guys feel about this? I'm just going to open the floodgates here. I haven't had a chance to play it, but I am curious about that game. Um, uh, seeing the art style of it, uh, like a modern kind of pixely look to it, side scrolly, like it looks stunning at first. Like as you see, it's almost it's it looks strange on the stunning. on the uh, Nintendo Switch as far as like when you're like wandering around the world. I've only seen video of it, but. Like the foreground and the background are moving in such a way that it it looks like almost like a diorama of some sort, but it the the graphics and the art direction like gives it like this very lively look to it. It it definitely has a unique to look to it, but as far as like character designs, I think the characters are kind of bland, lame. Yeah, very bland. 
But yeah, I, I am willing to try out that demo once I get around. It'll never happen. I, I will bet money that Fish will never try that demo. Usually, okay, every, how, how much? When Fish how is much? when Fish is on the bet podcast me. and he says he's going to try a demo, it doesn't happen. I bet you a million dollars. It's oh. a free demo. It's a yeah. free demo. That's why it's mm-hmm. a demo. I'm glad right. they put that out there. Bet $10, know. Morgan. Bet $10. I will bet fish. Oh, I need to think of something good. I'll think of something by the end of the episode. You, you said money. You me. said money. Bet $10. Mm. No, how about money. the sword chomp? Sword chomp sword. Oh, sword. That no. Yeah. Get the prize. <laughs> what? From, Why can't I this from it, my Leslie? cold, dead hands, fish? <laughs> Okay. That can be arranged. <laughs> you're going to be at the obituary. I'll make the trophy and send it to you. Aww. That's Aww. so sweet. Yeah, you're Aww. not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Fish gets the trophy. He's the one with the most fucked up end of the year list around here. I don't know about that. <laughs> he had the best one. Uh, Dungeon Defenders 2. Get out <laughs> <laughs> I'll murder you. Talk shit. Um, <laughs> so uh, I agree with these people. I, no one else is really chirping up here. Have you tried the demo yet, Josh? You're the Switch guy here. I assume you have to. No, have I'm not this. trying the demo. I'm still waiting for Gamefly to ship it to me. Oh. Well, so, uh, yep. that is a that is actually a Josh. Good news. Year. You start the demo. All your progress saves whenever you actually do buy the. Yeah, demo. that's a good point. Yeah, yep. I guess I could right try on. it out then while I'm waiting for it to show up. Shouldn't be that much longer. I'll be trying but... it next week. <laughs> the, the great thing is if you try it, you can actually tell Gamefly not to send it to you because it's terrible. And you save yourself a lot of time there. Um, let's see. Most games with the retro aesthetic are 20 bucks. I shouldn't be charged $60 for Octopath. Uh, came back $55.40. So, um, not... Th- I would say disagreement there. Um, I, I saw you make a little bit of a face there, Leslie. Did you have something you wanted to comment there? It It's kind of going along the lines of, like, if, you know, with this Final Fantasy VII remake, that's like saying that the Final Fantasy VII remake shouldn't be. It, it's on a better engine now. It, like, it doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't it be more expensive? It costs more to produce it and make it and... Well, I think the tricky thing is the Final Fantasy VII remake looks gorgeous. It looks like a modern video game, but I think the counter argument. I, I only thought of this as a poll because I was working with, a, I was talking to a coworker who's a big Switch fan, and I was like, "Have you tried that Octopath Traveler demo?" Just trying to strike up conversation. And he's like, eh, "It looks all right, but I don't know why Nintendo's trying to sell me sixty dollars on that retro eight bit shit or whatever." And I was like, "You know what? I I couldn't think of one other AAA game with a retro art style." That was charging sixty dollars. I could not think of one. It get, it kind of goes along with the whole idea that, and I think we've talked about this before that that there are literally marketing teams. There are people that research this kind of stuff, and like people in our generation, if we want it, we're going to buy it. Like if we felt deprived at all as a kid, uh, fuck it, I got the money now. I'm going to buy it. You know, and if this reminds us of our childhood of good times in our childhood this 16 bit looking with these beautiful backgrounds and why wouldn't we buy it you know and that they think about this thing all the time like that's why you know there's so many dlcs for um like final fantasy 15 and you know all of these um 
they essentially look like mobile games. Um, but like Moonlighter uh, is like a very retro looking game. Uh, it's $20, but you know, you want it, you're going to buy it. Well, you're almost making the case though. Like I agree with everything you're saying, uh, but uh, you're almost making the case that the marketing teams are trying to almost take advantage of people's nostalgia. So you did. So you voted. Yes, it's you shouldn't be charged sixty dollars. But you see why people would pay sixty dollars because they're being like. I, I just want to know where you stand on this. Like you're making a lot of good points, but I just want to know where you stand on this. Did I? Did I vote that way? I I'm not looking. I'm just. I'm just <gasps> asking. <laughs> Maybe you should. You know, to play devil's advocate on that, we talked about there's a few, definitely a few episodes ago now, like where video games haven't increased their price with the increased, you know, inflation of the US dollar. And so games have stayed that same price for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a problem with it being $60 because you know, games have always been like ever since I've been gaming games have been $60. It it is what it $20. is. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter what um aesthetic it has it matters the love and care that's been put into the game and granted you don't feel that that's there but if it's a cohesive complete game and it brings the average person who buys it a ton of joy why not spend 60 dollars on it i mean the case could be made for something like heavy rain when it first came out being 60 dollars for a walking simulator something we talked about in the past um that was a 60 dollar game and it's at most an eight hour game you can play through that in one day and yes, then you're yes. most likely never going to play it again because you know everything that's going to happen should we spend 60 should we have spent 60 dollars on something like that maybe not but it was such an impactful meaningful game when we played it that i'm, I'm i was completely content with spending as much as i did on it and i'm sure you guys were content with spending 60 60 dollars on it when you guys bought it and uh I think the same case could be made for this game. Maybe the art style isn't the most cutting edge, but if it's a really good investing story, why not? Why not support a new IP from a system that really needs more IPs right now? You know? Yeah. 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 And I think maybe it... (sighs) At this point, now that our generation is older and we're not, we're the parent buying the game or the adult buying the game, that we're looking at the money factor a little bit differently. Um, like, you know, when your parents buy you something, you don't think twice about it because it's not your, it's essentially not your money. You know, now it's your money. And what else could you have bought with 60 bucks? Mm-hmm. Anything would have been better. Well, I mean, I don't know, a- probably, probably a pizza from. Domino's, just mm-hmm. one. Uh, yeah, whole, you know, <laughs> whole three packages of Oreos for breakfast for the week. Dude, sixty dollars could feed me for breakfast for at least two months, probably. Of my life. The fuck are you eating? Nothing. Whoa. I I told you I eat six Oreos every morning when I wake up at four a.m. and then I have six more Oreos at eight a.m. when I wake up with my daughter after she wakes up. Um, you know, Leslie had a cool story. How, how does she... that 60 bucks should feed you for breakfast for like a year? No, no. The family size Oreo packs, I go through about one of those a week, if not sooner. Oh. Um, what, oh what was that you were saying me. about Fish's oh physique goodness. versus your physique earlier? Is that um, any correlation to your diet? 100% correlation. <laughs> 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 Breakfast is just right now. the cheapest <laughs> meal 
as well. Like you're overpaying for the worst possible breakfast. Well, I, first of all, I eat a, I, a lot of eggs and stuff like that, but I don't eat it at breakfast time. I usually eat those around like, like lunchish, because um, I work like afternoons tonight. So, I just crave Oreos in the morning. I don't want to get into it. It's just part of my life. Um, <laughs> but uh, Leslie actually, because we were joking about this, it's a tough game for me to talk about because I played it and like the whole thing just disgusted me. Like the dialogue's so bad. But Leslie had a positive spin on it because her daughter was really enjoying it. Um, cause I was telling her, I was like, I don't see how these adults are enjoying this game. The dialogue is like for children. And she's like, well, my child is actually really enjoying it, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, how old is your daughter? She's like, uh, 12 or something. She's 12. 12 Annie. Okay. Uh, and you know what? That's not because I was talking to somebody else about it too. Um, and their kid is playing it. It's about the same age. So like the preteen preteen. Okay. Yeah. Era there. Um, I guess is, I am talking about you, um, <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is really liking it, but she, you know, I introduced her to Chrono Trigger and, you know, that was one of her major things hmm. one summer. So, um, she's very RPG oriented like I am. Okay. Well, one day we'll have, we'll have Annie on to uh, break down Octopath Traveler. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just fight with Annie for two hours. <laughs> Uh, no, but... I think that's one of the things about these games, though, is like it's hard to see, you know, past ourselves when it comes to these games. We're like, who would spend sixty dollars? I know I wouldn't, but it's like, yeah, there's a whole other sect of gaming out there or gamers out there that we don't even realize exist because we don't get past our own selves when we're gaming. You know, like we we think to ourselves, how is Call of Duty still a thing? There are a shit ton of people mm-hmm. in that community. Who who really finds a game like Octopath Traveler's dialogue, this like corny ass dialogue, to be impactful and meaningful? The preteens, you know, like there's these sects of gamers, and then we kind of we kind of forget that because we all like. I think I think it's a really easy thing to do when we're gaming, as we kind of like look at ourselves. Like, I don't find this interesting. Who the fuck's gonna find it interesting if I don't? Well, I mean, I agree with you, but I mean, that's that's why we're doing it. I wanted to know you guys' opinions because I. I'm curious what you're thinking, but I, but I agree. It's interesting to hear, you know, that there are people... Same with, like, we were all kids when we played Final Fantasy. I mean, I was 16 when I played Final Fantasy. I was 16 when I fell in love with Final Fantasy VIII. And I'm worried that if I play it now, the story might... I might be too critical. You know what I mean? So I'm almost right. afraid to play it again. Seven, eight, nine, all That's of them. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm worried that the... It's, I'm just, I'm just going to see all of it. Because a lot of things don't age well. Even some of the best movies don't age well. And oh, that doesn't mean... I don't know. It's tough. People don't age no, well. Does tough. that mean you stop playing with them? Like, yeah, that's yes, <laughs> yes, <that> absolutely <laughs> means that we stop playing with the cougars. That's what Shay said. That's not what I said. But like, uh, yeah, one of my I friends, was... my old roommates from college, he had never played Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, and what? And it, like maybe four years ago, he sat down to finally try and play it, and he's like. I don't get it. I don't get why this game like so many people <laughs> I don't love get this game. It. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, of yeah. course you don't fucking get it, dude. Like you didn't grow yeah, up it's too playing late. it. See with yeah. fish, he didn't like Donkey Kong Country. Like who the fuck doesn't like Donkey Kong fucking Country? Come on. But let me tell you, I grew up with seven. I was twelve when no, oh, no I was a little bit older. 12. Uh that's important. But I grew up with seven, and seven is not big for me. It's I don't I, I love Crisis Core more. Then I love seven. Wait, wait. Your shop's called the Sector Seven Item Shop because it's iconic. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Marketing. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to take advantage of my nostalgia, Leslie? <laughs> no, because then I would name it Monthens, mo- Weapons Monthly. <laughs> that's true. I was saying that. This weapons, man, oh, that's cool. If you can make a weapon. Oh, now I just want to wake, make a Weapons Monthly magazine. I want to make a real one. <laughs> That'd be the nerdiest thing ever. Then. Um, go ahead, Leslie. I'm sorry. That's it? Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the big controversy that Leslie's favorite Final Fantasy is actually six, but her shop's called S seven. So, mm-hmm. and you know what? Six is another example of a game that was amazing at the time, and I played it like five years ago. I'm like, this. If you don't have nostalgia for it, you're just like, the music's great, but nothing else will hold up, and it's just like, it's frustrating. Like, well, I mean, unless you're sentient. I'm sorry, Josh. It just doesn't. I'm being honest with you. I would love to. Like, I wish they'd remake six with six modern holds graphics. up much better than seven or eight. Six had a lot of real world stuff in it. Suicide, depression, friendships, finding yourself. There's a lot of deep seated issues in six that Mm -hmm. correlate to real life. But the game, but the game is just too old and just too ugly. The gameplay is basically the exact same system as seven and eight, except, you know, comprehensible. When's the last time we played those? It's been like, I'm not even saying that. Look, I'm just saying that you played it when you were a kid, and so did Leslie, and that's where your nostalgia comes from. So, like, if me and Fish, we both play, we try the old Final Fantasies, and we can't get into them. Come on, Fish, back me up here. You're letting them gangbang me here. I'm getting in from all holes. Uh, uh, help me. Uh, I got to join them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Final Fantasy VI, but I'm joining on their side, so. Mm. And now, well, she's going to break that frame picture now that you said that. Did you hear that, Leslie? Uh, oh, uh, no. Oh, uh, no. Oh, oh, there it uh-oh. is again. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's all right. Still Here. in her graces, apparently. <laughs> all right. No, but it's just, I don't know. That, that we, but this is, the, I think, the last point of discussion I think is interesting about this because this is the game everyone's talking about. Shay actually mentioned, I had posted about this on my private Instagram at General Mountain Time, and I said, look, um... <laughs> I the nostalgia. I'm I'm torn because the art direction for the game looks really cool. It's sort of like a, a a slightly lower quality vagrant story, and but the actual visuals in the game, while charming, don't really do the the actual art design justice. And Shay was like, "Look, there's a lot of games like that. Like when I was a kid, Saga Frontier, it had this really beautiful um, characters in the art design that you could see on the on the book and the manual, and maybe in the in the game art and stuff. But the actual characters were like sprite based." And that's not an uncommon thing, um, which is fair. But at the time, it was still PlayStation, and that's all they could really do. You know what I mean? That was all the Saga Frontier people could really pull off. Now, you can pull off so much more, so it sort of feels to me, that's why it feels a little dirty. They could pull off this gorgeous art style. It wouldn't make the story better and, and, also, and other things like that, or the dialogue or the voice acting, but they could pull off this gorgeous art style if they wanted to. So I'm not saying... It's bad. I'm just saying I'm torn on that, that ideal. That they're marketing I, this. You you buy the box. You look at this gorgeous art, and then you play the game, and it's like, yeah, it's all right. You know, that's all I'm saying. What What about so when we played Into the Breach? Mm-hmm. You thought you know it was rendered pretty well and beautiful, and you're, I mean, like you weren't super high on the, the art direction and the visuals, but you said they, you know, they were good. So indie why, developers. Why would that Same game with get a pass? All indie developers always get a pass from me. Like um, Hotline Miami is the same way. If you're a small team with a lower budget, I th- here's the reason Hotline that Hotline Miami 
with shiny new graphics would suck. I agree. No, I agree with you, Josh, but that's not why they made it that way. They made it that way because they didn't have a lot of money. A lot of these retro aesthetics no. that you see are in the... Yes, that is. Devolver was a small team when Hollow Miami came out. I wouldn't be surprised if we... I'm just saying a lot of these games that we see like, uh, are made with retro aesthetics because they're indie teams. Small budgets, and it's easier to make... I thought... I thought specifically Hotline Miami was made that way to emulate the retro feel of it, thus, you know, the nostalgia factor as well. I didn't think it was due to the budget. I thought it was due to the era that they were trying to uh, recreate and emulate in that in that setting. So I didn't I didn't think it had anything to do with budget. Yeah, it's it is much harder and more expensive to do pixel art than to just do you know, shitty vector-based stuff. Okay, I can vouch for that as an artist. That's to true. a point, yes, but also within the budget confines, if you're a small team with a low budget, you're not going to be able to pull off something like... A, well, think a, about a, all the Flash a, games that existed that were all, you know, back in that state, in, you know, the, the Haiti of Flash games. And none of them had pixel art, because... Again, like the easiest way to do it is to just draw a picture of something, yeah, and stick it into the engine. Well, that's the yeah. way easy way to do it. Yeah, that's the super easy way to do it. We're we're on a yeah, we're, like, we're past the pixel flash art game era. is significantly I mean, harder than that. Harder than yeah. flash games? That's not saying much. Flash games were crap. You know what I mean? Like, of course they're harder than flash games, Josh. Well, you no, know, the, the go ahead, Shay. The point being here is that it's it's. I don't think that it should be differentiated by whether or not it's an indie developer or not because that's not accurate like some indie developers have made very beautiful games let's take for example hyperlight drifter which is whether or not you like the it's game pixel you, art we, you're making my case for right me. that's but it's still a beautiful game right because probably one of the yes. best game best looking games that came out that year right if not in the well, yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, and, I agree. Like, with it's you. a beautiful game, and it's an indie de- developer game, and exactly. Then you you can take something like let's. I can't think off the top of my head. Um, wait, wait, stay for with example, that one. Stay with for that example, one. King Kingdom Come, which was not a very beautiful mm. game in the grand scheme of things. It was a very serviceable game, but it's not a beautiful game by any means. And they put all this time and effort because they were. Uh, granted, they they were a bigger studio. Than somewhere like Hyperlight Drifter and uh, Heart Machine, but it's not pixel art and it's not that beautiful of a game. I don't think it should be delineated or uh, differentiated by indie developer or not. I think it should be differentiated by whether or not the pixel art is beautiful and serviceable to what setting they're they're putting it in or not. Because for me, Octopath Traveler makes perfect sense. that fantasy that fantasy setting mixed with that art style there's something about it that just really works well together um we talked about final fantasy 6 we talked about saga frontier um like that fantasy setting works well with those pixels when you make that hyper real it takes away the fantasy for some reason. But I don't want a hyper real. I'm just making a case for the art. The all I'm saying, there's two things that you said that I think are interesting, and then I'll shut up because if you guys want to say something, I want to hear from you. There's one thing you said that I think is interesting. I think it can be both, Shay. I agree with you. I don't think you should delineate it just because it's a retro aesthetic. We both agree with that. Like Hotline Miami, um, Hyperlight Drifter is, a, is an awesome example. 
But I feel like those developers are the exception because they said, I don't have a lot of money. And I need to make a game with a lower graphic style, right? But their art, their art design and their skills within that confines allow it to be incredible. Those games look fantastic within the confines of what they're going for. But I think it can be both. It can be, this is a budget game, so we're going to use a budget, but we're also going to push that budget to the max. It, it can be both things. I don't think it has, like, it can also be beautiful and cheap at the same time. What I'm saying is that on Octopath Traveler, if you look at the art on that, they could have done a beautiful art design, like watercolor, however you want to describe it, something really interesting and unique, and they chose not to, and that's fine. But the kind of like picking up the game at the store and looking at the cover, I'm like, oh, this looks beautiful. And it's just, you're not getting that. So it's just interesting. That's all I'm saying. Who is, who is the studio for who, that developed that Octopath Traveler? Because I don't, I don't know who did that. It's, I think it's Square and Nintendo. Yeah, it's published by Square Enix, I'm pretty sure. I think it was a smaller developer. It's developed by Square Enix and Acquire. Acquire. I've never even heard of Acquire. Oh, they did Tenchu. Wow, I didn't know that. That explains the story, Trop. And you know, some of the things I got, because I got a lot of people replying to this story, a lot of these like people were taking it really offensively. I'm like, I'm not. I think the style is charming. I'm just saying to play devil's advocate. I had someone literally message me and say, it's Square... And it's Nintendo, so it's worth 60 bucks. That, that was their logic, is because it said Square and Nintendo on the box, it was worth 60 bucks. And, and my whole thing is, people are so desperate for something on the Switch right now, because this has been the worst year in the world for the Switch, and last year was incredible. Uh, there's no, been nothing... There hasn't been anything on the Switch this year. It's nothing. There's been everything that came out for the Wii U that nobody bought coming exactly. out the last several months. There have been a bunch of bigger indie games... So we hash and indie games that have already been on other stuff like Hollow Knight that we've already played on PC. No new stuff, stuff that was coming out at the same time. This, you you think this year has been a good year for the Switch? It's been fine. It's not been as big as last year, but I mean last year it had to be big because they needed launch titles. I mean I I haven't touched my the my my Switch was dusty when I pulled that Octopath. Fish, have you touched your Switch this year at all? Yeah, this year, I've been touching it a lot, <laughs> inappropriately. <laughs> no, the, to go back so to that previous point, Morgan, I think that person made that statement not because they're desperate, because, but because that's loyalty at the end of the day. And that's something we actually haven't talked about that I think would be a really good topic in the future, is loyalty to the brand or to the developer. Or, you know, um, mm-hmm. because, like, if it's, if it's Kojima... You guys are automatically on board, no matter what, because Kojima's kind of built that profile mm-hmm. for you guys, and you guys will always support Kojima at the end of the day. No, uh, granted, uh, I think the, yeah. what is Metal He could Metal pick Gear his survive. own price for Death Stranding, and you'd right. pay yeah. it. Yeah. Any price under $60. That's right. I'll pay it. <laughs> you'd pay 120 nah. bucks for that game if he told no. you to. You would. I, I might suck some dick in the street, but I ain't paying $100 for it. Mm. No, they're gonna well, pay you a hundred dollars for it, and then you're gonna go buy it. Yes, there, there you go, there you go. It's a transfer right. of money. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But regardless, the point being is that th- there's a loyalty there because Square has kind of built up that profile. They've made a ton of high quality, high caliber games over the years. Why not mm. trust them with a sixty dollar venture into a new title that they're doing? I think that they've kind of they've earned. Maybe earned is not the correct way. They've built that profile 
high up enough to where they, you know, I, I feel I feel I like giving them, giving them that trust at the end of the day isn't in the realm of impossibility. I think that it's fair. What's the last Square Enix game that you fell in love with, Shay? Last Square Enix. You know, I don't really, I don't really follow studios more. Like, I'm not that kind of person. I follow. Well, the that game. you liked. I, I, yeah, you, I mean, you follow the studios well enough. I mean, well, let me. I'd have to look. Hold on. Just give me a quick sec. Uh, come back. Well, to my me. point is just that it, the new, new Square is, is very different. So, um, I don't know, Leslie. You're kind of like the the retro master here. I mean, like Final when, Fantasy 15. Have you? No, you played that for like ten minutes. <laughs> I played that for about ten hours, actually. You didn't finish. I plan on getting back to it this summer because I haven't played it enough. <sighs> I've heard that before. Yeah, playing Fallout Four again before you play Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. How many games have you told me you're gonna play this summer? Oh, I'm playing Fallout Four. All Dude, night. just watch. <laughs> just watch. Yeah, I had that voice. Oh, oh, I'm gonna play some video games this weekend. Oh, I'm gonna play some games this summer. Oh, I'm gonna play Final Fantasy Fifteen, and then I'm gonna play some Fallout Four. Who does that voice? What cartoon does that? Is that Mickey Mouse? Yeah, that is Mickey Mouse. Uh, Anyways, it's just interesting. I don't hate the style. I just think it's an interesting thing to see the surprising loyalty for this game. But you know, ten minutes into the game, you're gonna realize there's not there's not a lot there, Uh, unless you're a preteen, in which case it sounds awesome. So I'm happy for everyone that's really enjoying it. And if you are enjoying it, that's not an insult to you. To each their own. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I told people, because all these people are jumping in, and I'm like, well, a lot of these people are buying it without playing it, and then they're just immediately just, you know, I see them, I see them like spending the gang $60 bang, on you motherfucker. <laughs> and it's like, that's risky, spend $60 on that. But, you know, if you like your fantasy darker, then to each their own. I like my depraved fantasy, like Witcher and Game of Thrones, or what have you, so. Let's put it this way. There's a, there's a scenario at the beginning where a dancer is basically implied that her pimp is taking advantage of her in the back room, and it's told with the graces of a Saturday morning cartoon. So let's just... Let's put it, it's like Eve for everyone molestation. So it's just... It's not... It's, it's just really bad writing. And for an RPG, it's got to have good writing. Um, but that's a nice segue for Hotline Miami because that's something I polled people as well. Have you ever played Hotline Miami? Because we talked about it a lot. On the last podcast, it was in our all-decade show. 50-50 split. People had said they have never played Hotline Miami, which is just unfortunate. I'm going to be honest. That depresses me. Depresses is probably a strong word. That saddens me. <laughs> mecha kanashi. <laughs> Watashi wa mecha kanashi desu. Oh, I love it when you talk to me Because like that. that game is incredible. It is one of the best indie games to ever come out. Um, the mechanics are incredibly addictive. The story's awesome and confusing in the best way possible. Um, the the visuals are arresting, mm-hmm. and uh, the soundtrack is top notch. Like anyone who's not played this game, go back and play that game. Leslie, <coughs> I haven't played it. Do you see that right there behind me? You have created art for it. I have created art for it for a very specific person that has played it. And the artwork in that game is fan-fucking-tastic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, you kept... Yeah, it's great. It's great. So you kept the... Why, you kept it? Or they didn't commission it? Or No, 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 no. They're uh, not stateside right now. 
Oh, okay. Um, so they'll be stateside next month, and it'll go uh, out next month. Or you can always cool. send it to uh, no. Great, Great Falls, Montana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was telling Leslie, I want the, we, we got to make the bat. We want to make the bat from Hotline Miami. That'd be the oh, most fantastic. Oh, God. It would be cool. It's an I like objects, like creating objects. I mean, look at me. I'm just wielding this sword. I just love the way it feels. <laughs> My hands. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, no. I'm gonna, maybe we should put a video up on the Instagram page and say, look, people, this is the game. This is the music. Just go find this game. Actually, I had people messaging me who listened to our show and said, I hadn't thought about Hotline Miami in like six years, and I went and played it for hours. So thank you. And that, those kind of messages are my favorite to get. Um, I played Hyperlight Drifter because of you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really cool game. That game is incredible, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It's yes, it's awesome. Those. Yes. <laughs> Did you finish it? No. It I want to go back through there on hard again. That said. was <laughs> such. Dude, we still need to do game. that co-op. We need to do. That. We do that co-op, co-op this summer. Try it out. What? That is co-op. Yeah. I didn't. Know. Yeah. Weird. We need. No. We need to set a date for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really do. So, what does the other person look like? Are they both the Hyperlight Drifter guy, or do you get to be somebody else? I actually don't know. That'd be cool if there was, like, another character that you could be. So, I think you're both just that, the Drifter, to be honest The Drifter. Both just drifting. Likely. Um, yeah. Game had a lot of potential. Uh, it's definitely grown on me over time. Yeah, we've raised awareness for Hyperlight Drifter. Much like we need to raise awareness for... Hotline Miami. Um, so that'll be the next. And the last question was, uh, and this is what we were going to talk about this week, and we bailed on this topic at the last minute for a more interesting one. But it was basically, do you feel like music in video games is underappreciated? Um, example being, hey, at the Game Awards, they handed out the award for best soundtrack before the show even started. It was during the pre-show. I almost wanted to tag Geoff Keighley and give him some shit for that, but I was like, it's going to make look an asshole. I'm sure he gets it enough. But the point was that he knows better than that. Come on. Come on, Jeff. Geoff? That's the, I like to say it. Like, yeah, Geoff Keeley. I know it's Jeff Keeley. You, you do this with words you have a hard time spelling, don't you? <sighs> Jeff is a hard word for me to spell. So. Okay. Found <laughs> it out. <laughs> Phonetically. If, if I can't get Jeff, I'm definitely not getting um, Nobuo. So with that but um so yeah the leslie we bailed on this topic but basically it came back 90 percent people i got a lot of people messaging us that they feel like video game music is very much underappreciated but it's a trick poll because by voting 90 percent that you think video game music is underappreciating it is underappreciated you're actually appreciating it with your vote so it's, it's all oh, a trick. you dirty bastard <laughs> <laughs> it's all an illusion um so I thought this would be a fun way to sh- go around the show. Let's briefly just say some music that means a lot to us. Let's start with you, Leslie. What, what do you th- what's a soundtrack in video games that you feel like is underappreciated in particular? Uh, any and every Final Fantasy piano collection. Mm. Piano collection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those underappreciated, though? I mean, yeah. just talked about Nobu Uamatsu. The Final Fantasy X <sighs> piano collection in particular is mm-hmm. really good. Oh, yeah. Tend they, to. they pull on those heartstrings so well. Heartstrings. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling on fish's old heartstrings. It's rusty old heartstrings. Um, so f- the piano collections. Um, I think uh, there's actually a genre of music that comes from from the eight uh, bit, sixteen bit 
era. It's called Chiptune. Yeah. Uh, I think that's underappreciated. Yeah, it's sort of making a comeback now, but yeah, it is It is great music. That's how we fell in love with Disaster Piece. It's, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. And uh, yeah, okay. Fish, you already went on about Nobu, uh, Nobuo, Nob. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything you'd like to add to this? Um, people doing covers of video game music is very interesting. I love seeing their kind of take on um, well-known and popular uh, video game soundtracks mainly final fantasy ones but like i saw there, there's this one japanese-based band that did fisherman's horizon um from final fantasy 8 and it's three guys and the two guys God, I love that fucking song oh yeah. shay just came yeah <laughs> <laughs> that song is great and just seeing like three three people playing it uh two guitars and a bassist and just playing it so well it's yeah just it's god i want to live in fisherman's horizon i just want (laughs) i just want to live there and be single and just play play card games go fishing all day life is sweet Uh, play fetch with the moomba with the wrench get out of here no one wants to do that okay (laughs) i forgot about the moomba okay those those little red lion things that's right yeah, polish up your gun blade. Mm. Is that a metaphor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shay, what about you? Any uh, underappreciated music that sticks out to you briefly here? Yeah, I think the Call of Duty games oh, really... Oh, yeah. They really speak to me. Now, honestly, Mass Effect was one of the ones that, like... I feel like it's severely underappreciated yeah. criminally because that, that music is just, it's quality. I still go back and listen to soundtracks from time to time. I think Final Fantasy ones obviously get um, all the credit they deserve. I mean, I went to a Final Fantasy VII orchestral concert earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it gets all the credit it deserves, and rightfully so. Um, another one would probably be Super Meat Boy. Because that music was incredible, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I don't ever hear anyone talking about that soundtrack. Nope. In fact, that game was neglected on our Game of the Year show by a very one Shay Late. <laughs> Tossed aside like yesterday. Shut up! It's so <laughs> fucking hard, dude. That yeah, was such a hard said. decision to make. Just tossed away uh, like yesterday's jam. Morgan! You're over your fucking quota. <laughs> Josh, what about you? Hit me with the good stuff. Uh, I mean, I know ones I like. I'm trying to think of specifically underrated ones, since that's the direction mm. you were going with this. Yeah. Um, hmm. Underrated ones. Fez? I don't think that's underrated. I mean, the music on that is... I don't, I don't know. I don't know how well... Yeah, how do you how do you gauge underrated? Yeah, I'm, I'm, Go yeah that's what I'm having a hard time with because like all the ones that I can think of, they at least have some sort of a following to them. Um, Me and Fish can tell you that the uh, Far Cry Five soundtrack is criminally underrated, right, Fish? But oh, boy, give that's me right. high five. That's right. Okay. Mm. Um, I don't know. I guess Vagrant Story. 
Yeah, that game that's had a good, really good music. Yeah, and, that's a good choice. Yeah, that is that is a game that Shay never played. Leslie, you would love Vagrants. Leslie, you need to get on the Vagrant Story train. I've seen it. I just haven't played it. Yeah. I want to go back through that game it. now. I never did any of the end game content. Josh, we should do a we should do a stream of that. That's what me and Josh should stream. Because I was thinking of a game that me and Josh could stream together. Because Fish and Shay have been streaming Far Cry. We should. I would totally. Go to do a video, even if no one showed up to watch it. That would be a fun one. Because <laughs> you can play it, and you're actually good at the game. I can just watch you because I'm bad at the game. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. I do. I want to see some of the end game content on that. Because I never. There's end game content on Vagrants. Yeah, there's like, um, there's like a dungeon that's got like tons and tons of floors to it that. Like, the first floor you get to will pretty much just destroy you whenever you first get to it. And the point is to show up later and uh, finally be able to have a chance in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a tough game to stream, though, because it's long as fuck, so I don't know how we'd... <sighs> I mean, what would you say the basic minimum playtime for that's like, what, 20 hours? Well, I have no idea. I have no idea. It's got to be... Yeah. It's got to be around there. It's been years since I've played all the way through it. Well, maybe we, maybe we don't have to get all the way through it, but we could just do enough to get people excited about that game because that's another game that a lot of people don't know about that should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really cool combat system. Kind of the... In a way, kind of like the pre- precursor to the VATS system. Pretty cool. And you know what I appreciate? Yeah, precursor to the VATS, and then on top of that, they took the time to make the art style representative of the art direction. And that game, even on the PlayStation 1, that game looked like a comic book. It was fucking incredible. Like yeah. a really classy Japanese comic Yeah, like it book. actually, there were speech bubbles for everyone talking. Yeah, yeah. Like they put a ton of effort into the way each scene was framed. Mm-hmm. Like more so than anything else. Like, I mean, Metal Gear Solid did this a lot where they'd, you know, they'd have like, really impressive shots going on for like an exterior scene like whenever each boss was introduced mm-hmm. but then anytime anyone started talking it was right back to the codec you know screens just them back yeah. and forth whereas vagrant story like every single time somebody was talking like they'd go back and forth with different camera shots like it was it was so well done for the time yeah um yeah, it's Incredible. it's still yeah. just yeah, really cool. That that's a good idea. I like that idea. Let's think about that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, alrighty. So I think it's a good segue here to get to just kind of wrap up the show. It's been a lot of fun. Um, a lot lost. Oh, there's Leslie. She came back. She came back to us. Uh. <laughs> uh. So I'm trying to think as I as I round up here all the final the final questions I have for you guys. Um, hit all the polls, it looks like. Are you guys doing your final Far Cry stream tomorrow? Is, t- is tomorrow the finale? Um, depends on what Fish's schedule looks like, because tomorrow in the day I'm going cliff jumping uh, in Gifu Prefecture, so I, I won't be hmm. around during the daytime, but the evening, which would be Fish's morning, depending on what he's doing, I would be free. So that's something we can discuss off-air, though. Wait, wouldn't tomorrow night where you guys normally play be Sunday morning for you? Yeah, tomorrow's Sunday. I don't want to get into this right now. It's just going to hurt my brain. <laughs> um, 
Um, I guess we'll talk about that off air. We gotta we gotta yeah. do the finale eventually. So yeah, we need to get that done as soon um, as possible. I mean, it's been such a gap. Because then you guys weeks, gotta start up. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. remember what you guys are doing anymore in there. We're gonna go finish uh, or kill Dick Seed or whatever his name is. Dickerson Seed. Dickerson Seed. Okay, gotcha. Uh, let's see. Um, you know what? I was I, forgot, I don't know why this note got totally lost, but I was gonna tell you guys that um, Pokemon Snap inspired me to go out in the desert and pretend to take pictures of animals for a week, and that was my joke answer to the topic of the show. And I put that in the wrong part of my notes, but that really happened. Um, didn't didn't take a picture of anything cool. Uh, so we'll see if the Far Cry finale happens. Remember, Evoking the Sublime is on our alternate podcast feed. Um, you should check out that. It's our interview podcast. Uh, Into the Breach and What Remains of Edith Finch are on there. Check it out. Patreon, of course, hinted at throughout the show. Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. XNA on the WWW. <clears throat> If you want to support us financially that would be awesome <laughs> hinted yeah oh we've been hinting at it so ever subtle. so subtly <laughs> uh like i said their vip page has so much cool shit on there including uh the magical framed photo of fish that i'll have leslie kindly take a picture of and i'll get it up there and there's a lot of other cool stuff <laughs> in the two months we've been around so it's well worth the five dollars if you want to support us because you get something cool out of it you get to be part of all the inside jokes um future plans uh I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> I was going to... The Far Cry finale, maybe the Vagrant story thing. I mean, you kind of heard the future plans evolve on this very podcast, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's like being behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, hope you- We should uh, try to play some Overcooked 2 together whenever that comes out as well. That would be... That'd be fun to play as a group. Mm-hmm. Overcooked when that 2. Comes mm-hmm. out, I think that's next month. Is that coming on Switch? Uh, Switch? I think it's coming on everything. Okay. Fish is waiting to touch a switch. Mm. Wait a long time. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I got tons of comments on the... This is a fun way to end the show. I got tons of comments on the No Man's Sky video this week, which gives me hope about the, uh, the, f- the future of this game. Me and Fish are hopefully going to be playing that a lot together in the coming weeks. I promised you guys I would say one bad thing about No Man's Sky before the show was over. As we bring it to a close, I have to keep my promise. And that one bad thing is that I watched the trailer and the uh, third-person view looks pretty rough. Um, but I had a lot of people messaging me saying that they were really excited about the third-person view. And my, I've always believed this. Every first-person game that's ever come out in the history of time played in third-person looks like trash. And you'll never convince me otherwise. It will never happen. All of them. If it's designed in first-person. Mass first Effect? Person, that was only third person. Oh wait, wait, man. designed to first person. Okay, got. I missed that. Sorry. Well, you Sorry, can't even play. You can't play Mass. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you can't um, play Mass Effect in anything but third person. So. Um, no, I had a delay in my feed. Sorry, I thought you were just saying in for third person. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, Mass Effect would be incredible. Yeah. Um, just look at Fallout when you play that game in third person. It's fucking weird. So, it's a good a good example. <laughs> it's fucking real weird looking. But hey, tweets their own. If it gets people excited about the game. It is what it is. I just think it looks kind of nasty. But I'm excited to play with you, Fish, this week. And that was the last poll of the week. Are you excited to play No Man's Sky on the Xbox uh, One? Came back 99%. People said yes. That's going to do it for the show. I want to thank everyone here wow. for checking out uh, the Chompcast. It's been a fun. Leslie, it's been great. 99%. It's, yeah, not 90. Oh, 
100. Oh. I read it wrong. I'm sorry. 100%. Oh, I'm climbed a percent. Okay. Wow. Um, Everybody's excited. There wasn't a single person. Weird. It's mm. really weird. I know, t- I know two people on this podcast that might say otherwise. Eh. We'll see. Time is we'll a beautiful see. mistress waiting to tempt us. Mm. <clears throat> What's um, her name? <laughs> her name is Sean Murray. Her name is Sean. <laughs> oh. Um, her name is Nobu Aoi Mutsu. Uh, but no, it's been, it's been, it's been her a Her name is Robert Paulson. Robert Paulson, okay. Her name uh, is Robert Paulson. Mm. Her name is, she, is Robert Is that another dead Paulson. hooker joke? <laughs> that is a fight club joke. Uh, Josh is brave. <laughs> I was already a step ahead of that. Oh man! If her name Josh, is Robert I feel, Paulson, I feel so bad for Josh. He has to deal with us on Never a regular mind. basis. We just, we're just, our brains just aren't there, Josh. Okay, we're always one step behind you. Okay, there's nowhere else I'd rather be but behind Josh, you. Josh Morgan <laughs> likes being behind you. Mm-hmm. He likes to watch you walk away. That's what I just said, but I bet the delay fucked that up. Yep. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it sounds so funny with Shay coming in on the joke after I've already said it. Like he's. <laughs> it's true. It's well, true. No, but no, but seriously, uh, Leslie, it's been a really fun having you. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. At Sector Seven Item Shop, go give her a follow. Check her out. Commission her. <laughs> Commission now. her. Commission her with your DMs. Right away. Pay pay for art. <laughs> right, yeah. bastards. It's worth it. <laughs> Fucking pay for it. This retro art is worth $60. See? Full circle. Full circle. You're goddamn right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that'll wrap it up. Pay for that gunblade dildo. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Gunblade dildo. Mm. Uh, she did say that she wanted That's to pay to shop. The slum shop. Do they have Cloud and Tifa VHS? porn in there because i only watch porn on vhs we'll talk about that later okay (laughs) what i was thinking about that today i was like i only want to watch porn on vhs otherwise i'm I'm sure it exists is there a moogle furry costume (laughs) (gasps) you know what i went to a con as a moogle one time oh man are you are you a furry Mm -mm. we don't go down that road (laughs) that's the only (laughs) road we go down (laughs) i bet it is (laughs) That's what we but do it here. Is. Oh, you mean like we as a, you mean you don't go down that road, but as a show, we go down, I gotcha. I was just saying as a show, we go down that road. But if you don't go down the furry road, I understand. Mm. The furry road is a, <laughs> I just, something about, remember, wasn't that one of our jokes one time that Fish was, it got caught uh, with Tom Nook at a furry convention snorting cocaine off his asshole? Something like that. I don't something remember. like that. Yeah. yeah. Think off of his boner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to hear more about your Moogle um, cosplay after the show. So. I'll send you a picture if I can find it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm a furry, so I don't know if you still want to send it to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks God, for checking out the show. We can have her more on the show. <laughs> she just fucking slams you, and I love it. <laughs> you didn't really set that up. Can you just rephrase that in a way that I can say that's what she said to it, Shay? She slams you. And I love it. What, <laughs> it doesn't really no, work. No. I guess now you're just making it up on your own. It's not working. Hmm. <sighs> I almost want to do something with that. Uh, but yeah, thanks for checking out the show. 
That's going to wrap it up. And as they all say, that's going to wrap it up, even though I never wrap it up. And we'll see you next week on the next Chompcast.